Blog Talk Radio. Get ready. Okay, so uh, and I what guess they're going to do it. I don't know. I'll, I'll leave fucking up. I'll leave fucking up. You know, Willie's in. Good morning, Willie's in. Willie's in, for some reason, loves being in the chat room on, on um, blog talk. He don't necessarily like seeing me live. Good morning, everybody. My mm. name is Jay King. Welcome to Kings in the Morning. With me are my co-hosts, boo-doom-boom. Boom boom, boom boom, boom boom, boom mushroom friend. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and happy Valentine's Day. We're gonna start this show off with a serenade song from me. Have a great day. There ain't a problem you he can't fix. He can fix it in the mix. Fix in the mix. Good morning, Dave Smith. Good morning, Adrian Lord. Every breath you take. Is a blessing. Don't believe me? Hold your breath for about six minutes. I'll let's breathe on this Valentine's Day. Kings in the morning. If you're drinking me, put your emojis up. Kings in the morning, let's go. Send me breakfast. Good morning, Jojo Red. Good morning, all you awesome workers out there in Cyberland. And welcome to the Kings in the morning. Happy Valentine's Day. And we're glad that you're here with us today. But let me remind you, as I always will, this isn't your ordinary show, but for he or she that can endure to the end. That being said, strap them down, roll them up, and tuck them in. You're going to need all three, caffeine, nicotine, and adrenaline. Go ahead, Mr. J. King, and do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, on this Wednesday, February 14th, 2024, you're riding with the Kings. Oh, good morning. You know, it's it's a, you know, so first of all, let me say uh, to, oh, and here comes Reese on the radio. I can't be here for the uh, for the whole show because I have to be somewhere, but I'm so glad that Sidney Braxton is back, and the, and as well as the uh, adrenaline and nicotine, just remember that soon Sidney Braxton will be taking his drama beat because he'll be sleeping 30 minutes. Mm. <laughs> God damn. Good Reed. morning, sir. It's a lot. You know what? Uh, I... I it's, it's Valentine's Day, and that's why Ali isn't here. Wow. Dimamine and Ali mean. <laughs> Ali mean. <laughs> and it's also my wedding uh, anniversary, so, uh, so. Happy anniversary. Is that your wedding anniversary? Yes, sir. I got married last year on Valentine's Day. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. I feel all warm and gushy. We're going to play Reese's. So, good morning, good morning, Shirley Brown. The reason why I did the song, Will You Marry Me?, because the song was in, I, I had buried it. I never finished it. And I said, I have to finish this song for Reese. Good morning, Thursday, love. Um, I thought that Reese would um, 
uh, I would have it done for his wedding, but I didn't. Um, John Beckman said um, his and Donna's is February 10th. So I'm going to play this song for Reese and Rosie. I'll holler at you guys in a few hours. All right, right, man. write the divorce song if they don't make it? Do I have to, do I, should I, do I write the, do I, do I write the divorce song, Ali, if they don't make it? Or do I just, good morning, Kelvin Battle. No, nah, you just let them motherfucking, just let them ponies continue to ride on through, Jay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a Valentine today? No, nah, I don't fuck with that shit, Jay King. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm in love with myself every day, you know, so I don't need none of that one day, February 14th BS, you know what I'm saying? Do you know Do you know how it started, the history of Valentine's Day? No, I, yeah, I do. You told, you told us before, but I forgot what you read about it about 10 years ago. But go ahead. I know you got something for us today. Well, we're going to talk about it. It's a pagan spring festival. We're going to talk about what it is. I want to know why the church, uh, why the church, you know, why they celebrate it when they know that it's a pagan spring festival. Uh, Pastor Lovelace is going to come and and tell me about it. (laughs) 
last night, you guys, we were in San Francisco for Mardi Gras. And uh, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful time. Those people came in to have a good time. What I loved about it was that it was so multicultural. There was not um, there was not a race of people that you could name that wasn't there. And there, there wasn't. I mean, when I say everything and everybody, it was everything and everybody. And if you feel that this is you. And this is what I want you to do. I mean, it really was. Um, the room was decorated beautifully. It was like it was their Mardi Gras uh, set up for a little more than a thousand people. Hey, Madiri, how are you? I'm doing fine. So uh, KJLH officially added uh, the Club Nouveau record yesterday. We're excited about that. We um, we had a few more ads um, in Georgia. Macon, Georgia, uh, and um, uh, Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi, a couple other places. So record continues to grow. We, um, you know, Tirza, uh, who's in Club Nouveau, Tirza is, is pregnant. Good morning, Bernard Middlebrook. Good morning, I see you, CA, see you too. Yeah, Macon, Georgia. Um, so Tirza was... Um, She's pregnant, so she, but now she's big, you know, so she can't. She did the the one show with us. Oh, thank you. You got, thank you. I'm glad you like the new record. And then, um, so uh, she trained the young lady, Antrice, to take her place. And, man, she did such a great job. It feels as natural as having tears are there. She is the perfect fit. I mean, she is perfect. Uh, she can sing. She, she. She really is, I mean, she's, it was great. And that's the big, you know, the, the biggest fear when you bring in new singers is chemistry, you know, and vibe and attitude and all that other shit. Like, just imagine, Ali, like if we brought you in the Club Nouveau, right, then, you know, if it's some, if it's some big girls up front, you're going to start cussing them out. JT, everywhere you go. <laughs> You bring the buffaloes, you're going to be saying shit like that, right? And just fuck off the whole vibe. You think I'll do that, JT? Ali, you're predictable. You ain't going to never put me in no Club Nouveau, so I don't even know why you're talking about it. (laughs) Well, I mean, I might have you on stage one day doing your part. Oh, yeah, I can do that. if If I'm in San Diego... And then, and, and right in the middle of the song, you start singing three Buffalo girls going around the outside. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> so that's Club Nouveau's new one, three Buffalo girls. We just made that last night. Jay King gave me the go-ahead. <laughs> Good morning, Penelope Larry. Good morning. Um, so um, I'm going to do the daily word. Brother Reverend oh. Ali, you're going to do the word of the day? Yeah, I got the word of the day. So, Brother Reverend Ali is going to do the word of the day. I'm going to do the daily word, and we're going to get this party started right. Um, today is um, Wednesday, February 14, 2024, and the daily word is love, L-O-V-E. I celebrate and share God's love 
Frilly paper hearts, greeting cards, flowers, candy. There are so many ways to bring my love to my dear ones. These tokens of affection, some touching, others tender, share the message of my heart. They also remind me to share my love freely and generously. I need not wait for a special occasion to let others know how I feel about them. I do not stop at showing love to those who are close to me. The love that is in me has its origin in the heart of God. As a divine being, this love is part of me and mine to share, an aspect of my spiritual inheritance. I see the world through eyes of love. I speak gently and act humanely and empathetically. I do not hesitate to help, and I find joy in service, compassion, kindness, generosity. There are so many ways to bring my love to everyone. Today, Bible verses, 1 Corinthians 16, 14. Let all that you do be done in love. Brother Reverend Ali, what is the word of the day? Good morning, Concrete Garden. OG, the word of the day is large, spelled L-A-R-G-E. And the definition for large is a Considerable, uh, a considerable or relatively great size, extent, or capacity. So let's see if we can use that in a sentence. Today, all large-bodied people do not need to eat any candy. Large. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. Good morning, Christy Graham. Uh, they, that's what I'm talking about. That's the shit I'm talking about. Can a you motherfucker have um, ice cream and some uh, uh, kissies today and hearts? Please, Ali. Um, you know how, you know, um, um, Ali should have a group. He should be in a group with a bunch of dudes that just talk shit, and their group should be called Meanie Ali, like Idi Amin, Meanie Ali. You know, <laughs> good morning, D-Savvy one. Why are you trying to put a Christy Graham <laughs> Cal- name on me? Cal- good morning, Cal Williams. Conrada said, I'm tearing that shit up today. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it, it's okay as long as you ain't large. Is, that she, is Conrada large? She might be. <laughs> <laughs> Well, girl, you're going to get the poop pooters. <laughs> Good morning, Veronica Burks. Ali should be a stand-up and cap on the audience. She'd be out of stand-up. Um, Adrian Lord, uh, happy anniversary to Reese Hopkins and his wife, Rosie. Congratulations, yes. Let's do that. Now, this is their first anniversary, though. You know, this is just the first anniversary. How many How many? Remember when, when um, Ali, you gave him six months? You said they wasn't going to make it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. They they didn't make it. They didn't make it. They She, she made Reese, you know, sign the contract. Chocolate Peach said, why is Ali always talking shit about me? I left and don't even know what he said. Ain't nobody even said nothing about that girl. That girl got delusional things going on with her, Jay. Who said something about Chocolate Peach? Good morning, Mr. L.E.S. 
You might. I ain't said shit about Dr. Peach. See, she just coming. She already over here fucking with me on my job. Talking about she can't stand me. I've been here 10 years with J. King on this show. Why y'all fucking with me on my job? Oh, man, I could just see Ali doing stand-up and just get that. Ali be the first stand-up comedian that the audience go to see who's going to fight him first. <laughs> you motherfuckers ain't laughing? Um, Conrada said, um, yes, five foot eleven and large and in charge. Oh, yeah, you definitely going to have the poo-pooters. Don't, don't eat the chocolate with the caramel inside. <laughs> Chocolate Pete said you need a better job. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I love this job. <laughs> Christy Graham said the audience is going to throw everything at him. I don't know why Christy Graham always opening her mouth. Nobody said nothing about you, Christy Graham. Veronica Burke said if you were in a group, that would be called Ali and the Bullshitters Live. Mm. Okay. Um, John Beckman said Ali is the black version of Don Rinkles. Um, he will be great on stage. Wonderful on you stage. Know, Don Rinkles to make everybody mad. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. You see, I'll be getting married mad as hell on this show. She'd be ready to blow her motherfucking brains out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 Sir Fisherlock said, "Ali, aren't there some large, some b- large, very attractive women that you would approve of?" Chanel, mm, maybe uh, any large women. Um, maybe some family, some family members. I might be cool. I, I might give them a pass. But if they get to fucking with me, you know, I'm capping on them too. <laughs> I want to say to um, Pamela David, um, Chanel, thank you. She came out yesterday. She she surprised me and came out to the show. And two things that I, um, that I didn't realize, number one is that she broken her foot. So not only did she come, she had, you know, she, she was handicapped because of one of her, her, one of her feet are broken. And so she's on a tricycle thing that where she has to come on a D-Sock. That's number one. And number two, uh, she she took a lift over to us. But I lost track of her because we had to find our ticket to our our van, uh, to the uh, SUV that we took to the event last night. And... And then I didn't see Chanel again, and I was like, oh, my God, she's all the way in Marin. So I felt really bad. Um, but I want to say thank you to Chanel. Chanel is really a, my, good, my good friend. She, we've been good friends for a number of years now. And um, you're talking about somebody who, um, who really, uh, she was a very large woman, Chanel was. And... Chanel took it upon herself to start working out. She worked. We we all worked out together. She lost a lot of weight with me, but she continued. Yep. She continued to work and work. But one day, Chanel told me 
that she was going to do um, a half of a marathon, 13 miles. And I was like, Chanel, you can't do that. You're not ready for that yet. And Chanel did that half a marathon. So Now, it's one thing to take the weight off, but to keep the weight off, that So, um, yeah. And um, Chanel is, you know, she's in Marin because she um, took care of her mom and dad, and, uh, and that is commendable. Father is 87, mom is 82, and, you know, and I know how it is. As your parents get older and how, you know, you, you know, you have to look out for them. And it's amazing how that whole thing turns around. The very people that looked out for you, you now have to look out for them. And, you know, my father's 84. He's going to be 85 on July 31st, my father has COPD. And I, I wish my father, I wish he would come live with me, but he's so independent that he, you know, he likes it. He just likes his little single apartment that he lives in. He just, that's where he wants to live. He wants to live in his space. And his couch is so beat up. I, I wonder, I'm like, King, I got to get you another couch. I can't sit on this couch with you. He said, look at here, dude. Now, if you get another couch... Because all the cat's going to do is scratch it up. I'm like, I'm going to beat that cat's ass. The cat ain't scratching up. He's like, no. I like when the cat scratch up the couch. <laughs> My dad. So when they, you know, good morning, um, Barbara Coates. When they're, you know, when they're that old, you got to let them, you know, you know, you can't try to stop them from eating stuff that they want to eat. You can't stop them from doing stuff. That's just the way it is. You, know, you just got to love on them. So I love on my dad. I, and, I'm, you know, and Chanel loves on her mom and dad, and you can see it in the pictures and family. So salute, salute. Salute to everybody who, who has a parent that can live into their 80s. My mom died at 62 about to be 63. She was um, a month and two days away. My mother died on my 45th birthday, and I'm 62 right now. So my mom had me when she was 17, going on 18 years old, had my sister when she was 15. And if there was ever a time that a person could have fell into the abyss because her mother my grandmother uh, basically kicked her out of her house when she got pregnant. So if there was anybody that could have fell into the abyss, it was Helen. But Helen um, was resilient and a survivor. Uh, Helen was the smartest person I've ever met in my life, bar none. I've never met anyone smarter than Helen. My, my mother read all the time, and she, um, and she was kind, 
and she was tough. John Beckman says his dad was 86 and his mom was 89. Good long line. Missed them both in. Um, yes, uh, Helen was a strong and steadfast mother. She was um, crazy. If I had to do it all over again, I'd let my dad enjoy his last day. She'd let him eat whatever he wanted to eat. He made up his mind that he was ready to go, is what um, Concrete Garden said. Yeah. Uh, Conrada said, I'm Ojari's sister, and I can cap very well. He called me a fat pig um, when we were young, and I beat him up and took his tiger bite with tiger tail and tiger head that roared. I rode it by him crying on the sidewalk and pulled the lever, the tiger head, and roared at him. <laughs> Good morning, T.J. Shannon. That's why that's why Jari grew up to be a menace, because of you. <clears throat> but I'm going to tell you guys something. Um, if you haven't started yet, if you haven't taken the time to really dive into it, Start enjoying this ride. Really start to inhale this thing we call life. The good and the bad parts of it. Really uh, decide that you are not going to marry yourself to the misery that's being promoted to you every day. Decide today that you are going to find the best parts of this life ride and just inhale it. Take your time. Suck it in. T.J. Shannon Scoggins says it's our 22-year anniversary today. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Happy Valentine's Day to you. When I'm when I'm on the stage and I tell the people that I'm 62 years old and I've been doing music, I've been in Club Nouveau for 38 years. That's when it hits me that as a 24 year old that I've ha- I have more years in the music business. Than I have just in as a civilian. Music is a, is a battle. Um, Michael Allen said, "Jay, your show was amazing, homie. So many good topics, and also my mom died a week before her birthday. Didn't live to see her 75th birthday. Happy Valentine's Day to you, homie. Big Mike Allen. Happy Valentine's Day to you, sir. Mike Allen." the brother to George Allen and sister Carolyn Allen. George Allen was, uh, when we were in high school, I mean junior high school, died as a ninth grader, was a kind guy. It's the reason why we didn't have to run the levy anymore because of what happened to George Allen. I remember as a kid going to a funeral and just to 
and just it, um, just how hollow it made you you feel because somebody that you knew, somebody that you walked in hallways with, and it was the first time that I recognized just how fleeting life is. Good morning, Renee. So when my mom died, I came alive. I started living with my mom's spirit in me. I really, um, I, I appreciated the fact that Helen was my mom, that I got to have Helen. Helen was tough. That's why, why I'm tough. Donnell was, was hard. That's why I'm hard. Helen was resilient. That's why I'm resilient. Donnell was straightforward and to the point. Didn't pull no punches. Why well, don't pull them? I call it like it is. Some people like it. Some people don't. Some people can handle it. Some people can't. Everybody ain't built to be in your world, to be your friend. You can't weigh yourself down with small thinking, especially if you, if you think big. <clears throat> you got to remember who you are all the time. Because there's somebody trying to make you forget how great you are. If they're out there, a lot of people don't want you to see how great you are because every time you express and expose your greatness, it makes them have to be responsible for theirs and because they've been running from their greatness for so long, they're mad at you because they don't know how to discover their own greatness because they've been bearing it because the world trains you to bury the greatness of you. And when people in our lives die, the world helps create the misery that you have to live in with their death versus the gloriousness of who was in your life. Man, I'm so man. I'm so thankful that Helen was in my life. That I had Helen. Shit, my theme song is "Bad Motherfucker" because of Helen. Because Helen was a bad motherfucker. Helen was tough. My daddy said when when they was young that my mom would get into two fights when she went out to the club. He said she would beat somebody up walking in the club, and she would beat somebody out up walking out the club. My dad said he was scared. He thought I was scared of your mama. She could whoop me. <laughs> that's what that's what King said. But as my mother grew up and and but that's why my cousins, if you guys knew my cousin Gina, uh, my cousin Gina was four foot eleven. But if you got to it, if you thump with Gina, she's going to be all over you like a spider monkey. She's going to be every bit of your ass up. From the top to the bottom, bottom to the top. My, my cousin Rachel was the only girl I knew that could whoop dudes. Gregory Liggins got his ass whooped on that alley on Night Linger, that alleyway going down to, um, and look, look at how, look, we call it the Chinaman. That's what we call the store. We're so racist. What's up, Muff? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, 
I got a question. Okay. Publishing question. Well, it's a it's a reversion. How? Daryl and I got our reversion um, paperwork back, saying that it'll kick in in June. Okay. Now we're trying to figure out how do we split that. Do we split it according to our split on songs? Absolutely. So all the reversion is is whatever publishing you had that you might have um, uh, uh, signed a contract over to somebody else. Right, it comes back. And now it reverts back to you at the same rate, at the same ownership rate. So if you own 20%, it reverts back to you at 20%. Right. If you own 40%, it reverts back to you at 40%. The difference is the rate at which you're paid. Now you're going to be paid at today's rate versus the rate in which you wrote the song. So let's just say that the song, let's say that, let's say that the rate was 7.5 cents a song. Today is 9.1. Oh, really? So you're going to get paid at 9.1. So we get paid at 9-1-1, and you split it. We and Daryl are trying to figure out how do we split this up. He wants to split it 50-50. He can't split it. You don't, you don't, you guys, you guys don't, you don't decide that. That's not how it works. Who decides that? The, whatever the rate was when you guys did the publishing deal. I'm talking about the split. The, I'm telling you whatever the split was during the publishing deal. So uh-huh. during the deal... If you guys wrote a song together and you own 30% and he owned 20% and somebody else owned the other percent, right. your 30% comes back to you. Uh-huh. His 20% comes back to him. Right. The reversion is only based on what is already set forth. You don't, you don't reconfigure the, the ownership with the reversion. So the split stays the second. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. He says, yeah, wants to, <clears throat> he wants to split everything. 50-50. That's not, no, he, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. All it is, all it is is what you own is reverting back to you. Your portion is reverting back to you. So he doesn't, he doesn't make new rules. He doesn't get to reconfigure the ownership. That's not how it works. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I get it. And if he, if he has any questions, if he has any questions, he can, you can, if you say, hey, if you want to, if you have any questions, if he needs further clarification, he can call. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah, he probably will. I know Dale. He's going to have questions. So. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. You got it. So what's happening here is there's a 35-year law. Once um, uh, everything that you if, you, if you signed a publishing deal 35 years ago, um, 35 years ago from that day, um, you – your publishing award can revert back to you, but you have to fill out the proper paperwork at the proper time during a certain window. If you don't, you, you don't, you know, you lose the opportunity. The window will open up again at another time, and you can and you try at that time. In perpetuity law, of people, 
Huh? In perpetuity law? It's not in, in perpetuity means forever. Good morning, Ed. It's the reversion law. Usually 20 years. Good morning, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people are getting getting their publishing back if they have filled out the proper paperwork and had to done the legal recourse and everything done, the demand and whatever. But for some reason, and and I keep telling you know, when people say, man, Kay, how, do you, how did you last so long? Because sometimes that's all it is, is being able to last long enough to get your second shot at it. Um, but I think it was because of my business acumen, because I really understood the mechanical part of the music business. And the mechanical part is what keeps you alive. It's just like in a car. What keep a car running, you know, is the engine, the mechanical part. So you could paint a beautiful car. You could upholster a beautiful car. You can put beautiful rims on the car. You can do everything wonderful. But if it don't have an engine, it don't mean shit. If it don't run, it don't mean shit. It's just going to sit there. A lot of people's careers just sit there because they don't know how to build the engine to make it run. I think that's one of my greatest strengths. That's why as a 62-year-old, you know, I, I got a hit record. Having a good song isn't, isn't the only good part of it. It's how you set the song up. It's who you partner with and why you partner with them. What do you see in that partner that you pick that person or that company um, as a partner? Who taught you the aspect of the music business? I'm going to tell you who taught me the aspect of the music business. Get my ass kicked by the time at Social Club when I didn't have a contract with them and I had the publishing, the rumors, our deal with it. I would take the publishing, they would be the writers, and I didn't have a contract. So I only end up with 25% of the publishing, the rumors, instead of 100%. Um, you know, um, because when I did my first deal with McCola, I didn't understand overseas licensing. So I didn't make the overseas licensing deals. I didn't even know about them or how they existed or anything. Don McMillan did. And that's why me and Ojari and Danny X went to uh, Los Angeles and, um, and, got, and got our money the old-fashioned way. He said old fashioned way. <laughs> <laughs> so what taught me the aspect of the the music business, Mr. Les, was all the fuck ups I did. Because sometimes we march into shit like we know what we're doing. We don't know shit, and we don't want we don't um, want to say we don't know shit, and we want to know everything. And we, you know, man, I, I got this, and you and you get your, you get busted upside the head. Yep. Yeah. I know there many times. I know it's by the grace of God that um I ain't in jail for a good portion of my life and that's what I thank God for and I and I honor him for that. I really do. I know that I I did a lot of things 
that made the possibility of me in the jail cell become yeah doing very it the old fashioned way. <laughs> <laughs> then you learn, you learn a lot of lessons. I learned from uh, I learned from Mo Austin that all fights are physical. As a matter of fact, the most important fights, the fights that mean the most aren't physical fights, they're mental fights, they're thinking fights. So, you know, that's why a lot of us uh, think we're going to bully the game because, you know, you're going to tough act and to act. And I try to, even with Shug, I try to tell Shug. I wrote Shug a letter when he was at Ion. And I told him, man, real dudes in the street ain't scared of you, man. They respect you. Yep. Real dudes in the street respected Shug from, from where he came, how he rolls up the thing, and they really they needed direction. And I and I told Shug I would really I really wanted to help Shug because I I saw Shug as one of the um, one of the few guys. Good morning, Cubs. Did you get the sweatsuit? I saw Shug as one of the few guys, one of the few black men that got to a position that uh, could really help, help all of us. I knew that position because I'd been there before and I fucked it off. <clears throat> and so when, you know, when you, um, you know, when you, when you fuck it off, you don't want nobody else to, cause you know that, you know, that it's life changing money is a life-changing position. That's why I know this record for Club Nouveau become a hit record. If it becomes as big a record as people say it's going to be, um, I get to do something that less than 1% of the industry gets to do. I get to have a second career in my 60s. I will probably be the oldest guy in R&B music to have a hit record after not having hit records for decades. I, I and um, and it, it will be an honor, and and then and I'll put on display for you all how to how to handle that position. And maybe that's why maybe that's why God um kept me out of jail. Hey Hannah, good morning. So you know people say, Jay, you're so humble, you're such a good guy, you're so you're such a nice, wonderful guy. <clears throat> I tell people because you didn't see the fucked up Jay. <laughs> that nigga I knew crazy. that goddamn Jay. <laughs> that, that nigga was crazy. <laughs> the nigga was crazy. <laughs> I said, yeah, that nigga. Yeah, he wanted them. <clears throat> um, see, I know a lot about ego because when I first started 
Um, and things good started happening good for me. I would um, I was so thankful and humble about it because I you know I couldn't believe that it was happening. That rumors was becoming such a big record. It was my first record. It was on my independent label, and people praising me. And everywhere I go, people were telling me great things and how I'm this, I'm this genius. I'm like, no, I'm not a genius. I'm not, you know, I got lucky. I'm just this guy. And so one day I'm in New York. I'm at the New Music Seminar, and I'm speaking on a panel, and I'm talking about how anybody um, can be in the music business and, you know, and have a hit record, and I'm talking all this stuff. And this guy stands up and says, man, um, I disagree with you, J. King. Uh, you know, you make it seem easy, like anybody can do it. And before he could finish, I said, hey, dude, anybody can. I know because I just did it. I'm anybody. Anybody can do it. You just got to do this and do this. And he said, I disagree with you. And I said, well, I'm a genius. <laughs> I told that real person, you can't argue with me. I'm a genius. I'm here to tell you guys, I'm not a genius, nor have I ever been one. I was a very fortunate dude that God loved and protected, especially from himself. And um, and God just knew how ignorant and stupid I was. And sometimes I'm now. And from time to time, I wake up in the morning, and I cuss me out, and I call me all kind of funky-ass names, sissies. I mean, I really cuss me out, you faggot, you punk-ass nigga, you scaredy, you a scared motherfucker acting like you all tough. Nigga, you ain't tough. This shit start falling down tomorrow, it's going to scare the shit out of you. I mean, I, I say shit like that to me. You are because, because I gotta, I gotta keep that, I gotta keep that even keel, because sometimes, especially on this show, some of you guys y'all keep a lot of praise on me and make me feel like I'm, you know, something special. You you start doing that shit if you you start doing that shit enough, praise get heaped on you, and you know, and and people telling you how great you are after a little while. Shit, you're going to start heaping praise on you. Looking at yourself. You ever get believe in your own press? <laughs> yeah. Y'all look good. Y'all look good for 62. <laughs> Nigga, you look like a goddamn sharp A. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Veronica Burke said, I encourage parents to never 100% give up on your children. You never know what they will grow out of, even if you have to help them from afar. Always love your children. No one knows what the future holds. Ben, um, ben says, Jay, love you, brother. All thanks to the Most High. Thank you for being part of the Prince Project. Yeah, yeah, I love uh, Ben Jimerson uh, Phillips, his uh project on Prince. Uh, I, I get to, I, I got a chance to 
to be included in such a thing. Now, that was a genius. Uh, Del Bernie said, but Reese is here to balance our praise with calling you out, King. Yeah. Reese ain't always here. Today he ain't here, Reese. Uh, this is where uh, this is where Rosie draws <laughs> are bigger than Reese's. Because Reese, today is Valentine's Day. We can get into Valentine's Day. Uh, John Beckman said, I look in the mirror and say, you're hideous. Look away. <laughs> Any, everybody's draws is bigger than Reese's. I mean, he wears thongs. Dang. You know, <laughs> every pair of drawers is bigger than a thong. <laughs> Good morning, Joe T. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know if you guys, um, if you guys really understand what is happening with with this record. Good morning, Robert Rosenthal. If this record, Ali, if this record, and then the subsequent records behind it, take off the kind of revenue it brings to Club Nouveau, how much higher it brings us up the, the ladder, how it will make all of our old hits relevant and new again just because we're back at the top of the game. It is going to be crazy. Jeff Collins said, it's a fact. My son was in jail at 15. My daughter ran away from home at 14. My son is now the manager at Master Steel and raking in six figures. My daughter owns her own business for 17 years. Both of them own their own homes and have kids. Robert Rosenthal said, Jay, when may I get the interview you? You inspire so many of us. Yeah, um, Robert, call Angie. Take this phone number down, 916-467-8878. 916-467-8878. And ask for Angie. She, she basically sets up everything for me. She tells me what to do. Bernard Middlebrook said, I love my wife. She said, don't worry, we'll do it Saturday. I know you are always busy on weekdays. Do what Saturday? What are we talking about, Bernard? Um, Christy Graham says, sure gets a lot of response when I share your music on my pages, whether it be Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> I haven't got one person to say anything negative about the song that they haven't heard when I Christy played Graham. it. Christy Graham. Why are you laughing, Ali? What, what's, what's, what's the key key and how hot for you? I was just laughing at Christy Graham cracker. That's all. Why? Why? You know, because she always got some shit to say. Tell me, I share it on my page. She, all bull writers buy songs, J. King. <laughs> wow. Now, so you just, can't, you just can't be nice to Christy Graham. She ain't done nothing to you. Yes, you did. You came in here this morning saying some shit about me, and you read it. And now you're sitting up here talking about she ain't say nothing. Boy, I'll tell you, that 62 got you gone, J. King. I hope this record do take off. <laughs> get, you, get you on that island real quick. <laughs> well... Um, Christy Graham, don't worry about it. Oh, Valentine's. Ah, 
Got you. Yeah, yeah. The the, yeah, the, the weekend is, is probably better than the weekday. To, to, you know, um, let's let's just talk about Valentine's Day and how this shit started. Um. So Valentine's Day is a holiday celebrated every February 14th. This year, Valentine's Day falls on a Wednesday. Across the United States and in other places around the world, candy, flowers, and gifts are exchanged between loved ones, all in the name of St. Valentine's. So i got to ask women. I'm going to ask. This is for the women. Would you rather a gift or money? And so if it's money, if I'm saying a gift or money, the money I'm talking about is $200 or more. Would you rather the gift or the money? And I'm asking the women. Uh, And let me ask, um, Cammie says gift. And and I'm going to ask the fellas. Um, Jeff Carlin, you're not a girl. If the Rev did not respond as he does, he would be lost. Veronica Burke said gifts. And I'm going to ask the fellas, if you guys, what would you guys prefer to do, buy a gift or give money? But it has to be $200 or more. Jeff, you're not a girl. You, you might be Jewish, but you're not a Jewish girl. You're a Jewish dude. Shirley Brown said the money. Jana Marie said the, the gift is 5K. Barbara Coke said roses. Jelena said gift. Josephine said gift. Mr. Elias said money, that he'd rather give the money. Yeah. I would do the gift. Shannon said gift. The gift is more meaningful than money is. Hannah said my yep. last Valentine's Day was a 92. Maybe a gift from you. <laughs> uh, Bernard said money is easier. What about you, Ali? Would you rather give a gift to give money? I don't participate in that bullshit, J. King. I'm not doing anything. Jojo Red said gift. Veronica said a gift from the heart. What about you, um what about you, Six Eyes? A gift, because that takes more thought than just giving money. And and they'll remember yep. the gift better than the money. Good morning, Todd Williams. What about you, um Mushroom? Gift. Okay. Is it because of the money, because you don't want to spend the $200? Actually, I would give the money, Jay, because my woman got everything. So, I, you know, I'm lost to what the fuck to do. So I'm just going to give, give her some balloons. Okay. Um, what about you? Uh, what about you, oh, Sammy? Oh, well, you know, money is easier. A gift takes a lot of thought, but, you know, we don't really do that Valentine's Day thing. Money would be easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, Dre Hines? Uh, definitely a gift. Because that nigga lied. No money. That $200. You know what? Everybody can say what they want to. A lot of you niggas don't want to spend that 200 don't want to get that 200 in cash or more. Cash is nothing. I could do the cash. It just doesn't have anything. It's nothing behind it. Dre, why you lying, nigga? You you know you want to give some eye candy, nigga. 
Let me tell you what's behind no. When somebody, um, somebody give you, when somebody give you cash, see, I think um, when somebody give you cash, they're saying to you, "I'm not trying to box you in. I'm just, I'm giving you, you go, you get what you want." Because how many times have you received a gift? And so I see. Uh, I see Veronica say she um, she want a gift, uh, and the motherfucker don't give you the gift that you want. He don't get you the yeah, kind of flowers you need. Goddamn way. So just now, giving a cash on Valentine's Day don't really mean shit because I give her cash right. anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to get the balloons. I'm just supposed to go get the uh, two hundred dollars, and we got all the balloons and cake. Shit. You got every gold chain you could ever think of. Maybe I'm, maybe I think too much like a dude. I think, I think cash is king. I think, but I think I think a lot of women are saying the gift because that's the that you know that's the the proper thing to say. That's the right thing. That's you know politically correct thing. But I'm gonna tell you what I'll be hearing when they say that. Warning! Warning! Bullshitter alert! Bullshitter alert! Warning! Warning! Bullshitter alert! Bullshitter alert! Warning! Bullshitter alert! Hey, Jay. Jay, I'm going to say they want both. I'm going to say they want both. The cash and the gift. Okay, now what if... The cash and the gift be better. What if hers is on the 17th, a birthday on the 17th? In a two day, it's Saturday, Friday, shit. Help me out, Jay. What do I do? You got to get us something, yep, man. Yep. Can you just yeah. give her cash? For both days? For both days? Yep. Her birthday on the 17th and her, you know, this 30 years, so I ain't. She has every fucking thing, guys. Well, why you getting um, her something else then, nigga? Leave it alone, nigga. Why Tell her you ain't fucking money? with nothing this year. I'm getting the money out the bank right now. I'll be right back. You niggas is big old, y'all big old tricks. Big old trick ass niggas. These niggas got to give gifts or they or they get put out tonight. Who is, who is this mysterious saint? And where did these traditions come from? Somebody got an echo on Jay. I'll say that one because one of you motherfuckers is on the speakerphone or on one of the raggedy motherfucking phone, and I'm gonna tell you who it might be. It might be Big Charles because this shit didn't start until I opened up Big Charles' mic. Yeah, if it had to be that nigga, that nigga gives cigars for Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> you give cigars for Valentine's. I like to get some goddamn cigars for Valentine's. Okay, you guys, let me tell you guys. Valentine's shit go both ways. Uh, Women should get something for men too. Shit. So let me ask you guys a question: Would you prefer a gift, or would you prefer money? I would prefer a gift personally. Money, Fred. Fred, would you prefer a gift or money? Gift, yes. Mm-hmm. 
What about you, uh, Big Charles? A gift or money? If I'm going to be right, I'm going to get both. Do you want a gift or do you want money? You're not getting both. You get one or the other. Do you want a gift or I'm getting both? I'm getting both. I, I told you that nigga burnt out. Six eyes, do you want a six eyes, do you want a gift or do you want money? I prefer a gift, Jay. Wow. That don't make no sense, Six Eyes. You ain't going to know what the fuck it is when they give it to you. <laughs> don't matter. Hopefully, hopefully it's some sunglasses. Come on, man. If, What's the matter with if, you? If it's some sunglasses, then I'll definitely know what they are. Uh, and Todd Williams said he wants the money. What about you, Sammy? Gift the money. Money. Yeah. I prefer money. I prefer the money too. Just give me the money. Let me, cause I, you know, I don't. I, if I, because if you give me money, then you got fucking money, man. Let us try yeah, to some the other way. Uh, well, I, because if I get money, then I'm gonna buy what I want to buy. Because um, like, that's like uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather have a gift because I want to know how she feel about me. Because I, I could. I got money. I, you know what? I, I, a gift don't tell. Nobody, how I feel about them, and don't tell me how somebody feel about me. That's not how it works. Well, you're gonna tell you how how I look at it. If she buy me some cheap bullshit, I know what she think about me. Or, or, or she bought you some cheap bullshit because it's all she knows. She thought she bought you something good. Veronica said, I got money for Valentine's Day once. I bought myself some food with it. He asked why to not go buy him something. I said, you gave me the money to me. It's for me. Don't trip on what I do with it. Yeah, I mean, you give somebody money for That's them true. to yeah. enjoy themselves. You, give, you know, and so you, you give your girl $300 to go to lunch, treat herself to lunch. Enjoy herself on you. Whatever she wants for lunch, she got three hundred dollars to do it. She got five hundred dollars to do it. No, or no, or it might not be a lot of eating. It might be a high, a lot of high for eating. You know. Yeah. I don't know how high you, you know, go. You, you, you go to good morning, um, good morning, Professor Keone. You go to certain stores. And you might spend six thousand dollars on two pieces, right? Yeah, based on where you shop at. Go to go to Louis Vuitton. I go to Louis Vuitton. Fuck that. And see, see, see how much. That, yeah. The history of Valentine's Day and the story of its patron saint is shrouded in mystery. We do know that February has been long celebrated as a month of romance and that St. Valentine's Day, as we know it today, contains vestiges of both Christian and ancient Roman traditions. But who was St. Valentine, and how did he become associated with this ancient ritual? The Catholic Church recognizes at least three different saints named Valentine or Valentinus. Um, John said, I asked Donna what she wants, and she tells me, so I get what she wants. Everyone is happy. Uh, Jelena says, it seems that you must know, you must know the personality involved. Um, I'm, I'm putting money straight to a bill 
and then I'll forget you ever gave me anything. Well, Shannon, that is your selfish ass thinking. <laughs> if, if I gave you three hundred dollars, if I gave you three hundred dollars and you paid it straight to a bill, and you don't say, you know, hey, um, my baby gave me that three hundred dollars, and I was able to take care of that bill. Just selfish. <laughs> y'all just y'all some selfish motherfuckers on the show. I just want you guys to know that. Yeah, they um, are. And you too, Dre. You talking about? I'm gonna buy. I'm because you're gonna buy a little cheap ass gift and act like no, you cost a lot of money. A, I can't get a shit money. cheap. Not my motherfucking woman. She ain't going for shit cheap. She know when shit cheap, and I get bagged on for the rest of my fucking life. I can't do nothing cheap with church, her. Um, the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church recognizes at least three different saints named the Valentine or Valentinus, all of whom were martyred. One legend contends that Valentine was a priest who served during the 3rd century in Rome when Emperor Claudius II decided that single men made better soldiers than those with wives and families. He outlawed marriage for young men. Valentine, realizing the injustice of the decree, defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. When Valentine's actions were discovered, Claudius ordered that he be put to death. Still others insist that it was St. Valentine of Turney, a bishop who was the true namesake of the holiday. He, too, was beheaded by Claudius II outside of Rome. Other stories suggest that Valentine may have been killed for attempting to help Christians escape harsh Roman prisons where they were often beaten and tortured. According to one legend, an imprisoned Valentine actually sent the first Valentine's greeting himself after he fell in love with a young girl, possibly his jailer's daughter, who visited him during his confinement. Before his death, it is alleged that he wrote her a letter signed, From Your Valentine, an expression that is still in use today. Although the truth behind the Valentine legend is murky, the stories all emphasize his appeal as a sympathetic, heroic, and mostly importantly, and most importantly, romantic figure. By the Middle Ages, perhaps thanks to this reputation, Valentine will become one of the most popular saints in England and France. So, you guys just learned it. Now, that is a beautiful story, but that ain't the only story. That's not the only story. While some believe that Valentine's Day is celebrated in the middle of February to commemorate the anniversary of Valentine's death or burial, which probably occurred around A.D. 270, others claim that the Christian church may have decided to place St. Valentine's Feast Day in the middle of February in an effort to Christianize the pagan celebration of Lubersalia, celebrated at the, at, the, at the Ides of February or February 15th, Lubersalia was a fertility festival dedicated to Faunus, the Roman god of agriculture, as well as to the Roman founders of Romulus and Remus. To begin the festival, members of the Luprisa, an order of Roman priests, would gather at a sacred cave where the infants of Romulus and Remus, the founders of Rome, were believed to have been cared for by a she-wolf or lupa, 
the priest would sacrifice a goat for fertility and a dog for purification. They would then strip the goat's hide into strips, dip them into the sacred blood, and take to the streets, gently slapping both men, both women, and crop fields with the goat's hide. Far from being fearful, Roman women welcomed the touch of the hide because it was believed to make them more fertile in the coming year. Later in the day, according to legend, all the young women in the city would place their names in a big urn. The city's bachelors would each choose a name and become paired for the year with his chosen woman. These matches often ended in marriage. Um, Professor Keone said, King, was Nurse Dre talking about getting his tranny lover a gift? I tuned in late. Um, he 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 had nothing to say about a transvestite. Um, he was talking about his woman. He was, he was late on his period. That's what he was late on. Um, Cupid is also awesome. who was Cupid? Huh? No, I was going to ask some old mythology. Put your ass. You was reading there though. That's some good shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's important that you that you continuously learn and ask questions. There's so much, but you know, and you can't believe everything that's on Google. You got to read, and then you got to, um, you know, research what you read. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Hold on. Um, read and research. Yeah. Um. Um. Hold on, you guys. I'm. I have to. I. I, I have to. Um. Take this call real quick. So you, um, what I'm hoping is that you guys can actually keep an interesting conversation going. Maybe if you Good can, luck. brother, <laughs> maybe um, no, maybe Yusef Kente can. Good morning, Yusef Kente. Yusef Kente, are you all yeah, right, man? Hey, nigga, that nigga well, can't I mean, keep I, shit going, but a joint. He can barely keep the joint that's lit. That's about it. That's about fucking it. This motherfucking ass. He, you fucking high class loser. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I've been working my money on, man. Good nigga. Good what do you what do sign. you prefer? The money or the gift, Kente? Yeah, right. I was listening to that. What do you mean the money or the gift from what? Who's giving me a gift of money? From your woman, nigga, for Valentine's Day. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, a gift, a gift. See, a gift. good. Now, yeah. what would you prefer to give, the gift or money? Two hundred bucks. I mean, money is yeah, always being, you know, being exchanged between us all the time. So that's what I said. That's, 
That's what I say. I don't. Well, that, I, I wouldn't be on that. That don't. That don't mean I look into men's eyes and wonder if they're, you know, my type. <laughs> like, Fuck you. <laughs> you think One you know you be looking into men's eyes, nigga? You got to look into that white man's eyes. He give you that check, nigga. God damn right. <laughs> And smile, nigga, and that's yours when you get that check. Smile, nigga. Hey, doing it. They say he's doing his eyebrows too nowadays. They say he got his eyebrows did. No, and what makeup? Who? Who get the eyebrows done? You said that about you, you over the weekend. Oh man, my eyebrows. People always say that shit. My eyebrows grow like that. My kids' eyebrows grow like that. Don't nobody get their shit done. That's that's all natural. They was just they like suspect. That. That's what the fuck they were saying. I don't know what you know. You my dog and all. No, right? nigga, ain't nobody. Who's they, nigga? Say who they is, nigga. You snitching ass, nigga. <laughs> Tell them, Fred, my shit grow like that. Ain't no damn. I don't get shit done. Never have. All right. Fred, Fred be the main one talking shit about you with his punk ass. You got to watch that nigga, Dre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Dre, no, we cool. No, no, Hope nigga, you, you ain't cool. When, when Dre ain't here, you be talking that shit, nigga. Keep it real, <laughs> nigga. Didn't they call you last weekend and you wouldn't uh, pick up the phone last week, Dre? Who called me? I don't know. Yeah, we call Snicky Snicky Pooh line ass. You know she always got some shit going. Yeah, that nigga didn't answer. Well, she call always answer when she call unless I'm like in the middle of some shit working or something. Oh, okay. So what you got a long time? Oh. Fred, you a lie. Fred, you is a lie. Oh, you you. Mm-mm-mm. I'm not gonna lie. sit here and allow you to continue to lie. Damn, this nigga J. King, boy, he is amazing. You are the main one that Don't start, man. Don't start. Why am I amazing? What did I do? You always letting the elephants in. You always got the elephants in. Opening up the goddamn zoo gate. This nigga always opened up the zoo gate. You know what, Ali? I'm going to stay in my feminine softness today. I'm not going to allow you to drag me to my east Oak I don't care what you do. It's, you ain't no host. I'm you use a motherfucking out. animal. Jay always let the goddamn Jay, why you don't never close the gate, nigga? Ali, Ali, why are you why are you attacking chocolate peach? Jay, you have to attack an animal when they come in or they gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man, don't be like that. I like chocolate peach. It's cool. I bet you do, nigga. I'm, I'm not gonna allow you to take you out my feminine softness. Well, why are you talking then? Shut, Shut up then. Shut up, goddammit. While well, I call the zookeeper. Nigga, you're, you know what, you pissy ass motherfucker? Fuck you. Yeah, I get him bowed up, Jay. I love it. Well, I, 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 I gotta admit, Ali, when she say pissy, and then I, and then I, I see you in my mind. You are like piss yellow. So yeah. she, 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 
She accurate when, it, when on the pissy side. Oh, I'm not saying that she smell like this. I'm just saying color wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got, you know, you got a little pissy yellow on you. Yeah. Now I'm gonna tell you something. And our chocolate peach. We, uh, me and me and Steph was talking about everybody yesterday. Um, she was telling somebody who who. Each person was. She was like, Kente is pretty much how you how you hear him on the show. That's pretty much who he is. Um, she said, but Ali is really quiet in person. He's nothing like he is on the radio show. It's, I said, yeah, he's, he's over the top. So I can only imagine if you saw Chocolate Peach, just how kind and nice she would be to her and hugging, and you might be trying to feel on her or something. No, Jay. No, Jay. I would be, I would be extra, I would be extra quiet, Jay, and I'd probably be go somewhere where there's a wall between us. <laughs> and you tell yourself somewhere where there's a wall between us. Keep mm-hmm. I would want that motherfucker staring at me too long. I wouldn't stare. Yeah, I you would, you motherfucker. You have no choice. No, you have no choice. You know, no. that's what you do. You stare no, at niggas. I, I have a choice. I have a choice to where I divert my eyes, and it would show the hell be away from you. Okay, well, good. Why do you keep coming over here then, though? Let me know about that. I'm not here for you. I'm not here you for you. You got to be here for me. Why are you talking to me then? Because your ass always talk your shit about me. Shut your motherfucking ass up then. You ain't got to respond. You said you're going to use your, you're gonna use your woman. I don't want to kiss your ass, nigga. Make your ass stinks. Nigga, you got motherfucking elephant man with them elephant man legs you got. Nobody want to fuck with that. Whatever. Have you ever seen Chocolate Peach before? It's Valentine's Day. It, nigga, I've seen her pictures, nigga. She got elephant have man legs. Have you ever yes. seen Chocolate Peach? Have you ever seen? Because I don't think you have. No, you haven't. Yeah, I've seen that but big I've old seen, motherfucker. I've seen Chocolate Peach, and she don't have elephant man, elephant man legs to me. She must have had pants on, nigga, when you saw her. <laughs> oh, wow. Ali, you have never seen me in your motherfucking life. Never in your motherfucking life have you seen me. I seen yeah. your motherfucking ass on, on you trying to model on Facebook. I seen that, nigga. You got your shirt on with your legs all out thinking you cute and shit. No, nigga. You ain't happening. Wow. Oh, okay. That's what you think. Be nice. Valentine's Day. God damn it. Yeah. Nigga, fuck Valentine's Day. I ain't give nobody shit. Fred, Fred is a big old trick. Fred, once we you gonna get chocolate peach for today, nigga. I know you buy girls things. I'm making my rounds. Don't worry about it. When was the last time you had some pussy, you nasty motherfucker? That ain't none of your business, nigga. Damn. It sure wasn't at 2 a.m. when you're sending me messages, nigga. Your motherfucking sweet ass. But I'm suspect. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he calling you suspect. Man, man, get you some pussy tonight, man. Nigga, anybody. Nice nigga, tomorrow. what the fuck are you talking about? Nigga, nigga shut up, nigga. Stay out of my drawers, so nigga, with so your Fred, sweet so ass. So, Fred, you said, Fred, you said in your estimation... Ali is the way he is because 
he's not being sexually satisfied. Is that what I'm getting from you? Exactly. He, you you know that you know the signs, man. I mean, that's a lot of fucking. That's a lot of fucking build up, motherfucking. I, uh, I don't know how he do it, you know. But he come here and he releases fucking anger. Yeah, you got me all fucked up, Fred. But you know what? You need to stop sending me shit at four thirty, three thirty, two thirty in the fucking morning, nigga. With your sweet ass. Come on, buddy. I'll be just trying. You know, I didn't know the time difference, and I didn't yeah, know you I mean, had to Why you that all the every time somebody so me so Fred, I won't do it again, So, bro. Fred, did you, so but, what time did you call? What, kind, what time did you call Ali? I don't know, man. It might have been about 12 here. Well, no. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. The nigga needs to block me, nigga. <laughs> don't want me. Don't want to be my friend. Just block me. Do like Jay did. God damn it. So what I do? What I do is I make motherfuckers not exist. So in my head, if, if when it ain't cool, I don't, I never worry about you. I never think about you. Because you don't exist. Harsh, man. We, Jay, don't take it all the way there, man. The day is a loving day, man. You don't have to let us know. Come on, bro. Don't, don't, don't. I'm just be cool today, Jay. Man, no, Jay, you saying. always say, you always say you don't give a fuck about a motherfucker. Why don't you just let just be nice today? Please. <laughs> How am I? I'm not, I'm not saying you, Fred. I love you. But what I I'm understand saying is that, that. If, if it's a I motherfucker that, I, that we ain't cool, I, don't, I never worry about, like, like um, somebody said to me yesterday, because they were talking about their haters. And he said, Jay, you know how that is. I know you got haters. I said, no, I don't. He right. said, you don't have haters? I said, no. And nobody has ever walked up to me and said they were my hater. And he said, yeah, man, but you've got haters. I said, no, sir. And no, no, sir, not in my world. And if there's somebody out there that is hating on me, I don't care. They're not in my world. They don't even exist. It ain't even real to me. They don't even count. Just keep doing you and give them more to hate. I, I don't. I, I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know that they. That, that they're hating. I don't know what that means. I, that's what I'm telling you guys. You guys marry yourselves to negative shit. I ain't married to that kind of shit. Nah, me so either. I don't know, Forget you. So I don't know a hater. I don't know what a hater is. I've never met one. Because if we ain't like that, you don't exist to me. I'm going to tell you guys well, story. this is a true story. I'm going to tell oh. you guys a true, true story. So one day... This girl who's a singer that shall remain anonymous. I know her before she gets her record deal. When she gets her record deal, she turns brand new. Mm-hmm. And she acts like she, So I see her out 
her and her her bandmate. Hold on one second. Hey, Mo. Yo, are you busy? What's up? I, I got Daryl on oh. the other line. Okay. Hold on. Purple had his ass. What up? How you doing, Joe? Take a break. Take a break is on the phone. Take a break. Yeah. What's happening? Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me let, let me let me sit in my in my comfort chair because I'm about to talk shit. Well, that ain't that wouldn't be anything new. Come on, come on, Jay. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How you doing? It's always, hey, did, yes. Did I tell you that Hot Not Died? No. Yeah, you're gone. What happened? From what I understand, he had prostate cancer and never told it. How old was Hot Not? He was, he was in his 70s. Mm. Young, young 70s. Though. Yeah. I went by his career. Wow. Uh, in Santa Monica, you know, where my family is from, I knocked on the door, and his son came to the door. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, we're not at. He said, you're in the back house. I was like, oh, okay. So I'm knocking on the door, mm-hmm. and he came and answered the door. <laughs> and, you know, he let me in. You know, I saluted him some cheese, and he went along me. Hot Knot in, um, in Alaska. That's where I met him. 
No, I know it, but I'm saying to myself, what the fuck is not doing in Alaska? I think he used to, I think he used to get out with some musicians or groups and stuff back in the day. I don't know. I, I never understood how he met you. And, and well, that, I'm going to tell you how. How did we meet? Was it Bill? I don't. I don't know. Probably McCola through McCola, you know, um, um, Lonzo. I met Hot Knot in Alaska. I brought Confunction to Alaska, and I brought Run DMC in a group called Glass to Alaska. I'm gonna tell you how I brought Run DMC to Alaska when. Um, Leor Cohen was a role manager. Yeah. <laughs> That's how far back I go. That's why whenever I came to New York, Leor would always make sure I had a car. He would just take care of me. Leor was always very kind to me. And believe me, we, me and Muff know exactly what you're talking about because we knew Leor before he was Run DMC's role manager. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's how. Yeah, but I, I just knew him because when I brought Run DMC to Alaska, it was you know it's like that in hard times they would do hard times. It's coming. To... I'm, I'm gonna remind you of something. Envision Sunset Boulevard. Okay. Remember, remember where Tower Records was? Yes. Across the street from there, there was a club. Wow. And we was all in there. You was there. Hot Dot was there. Me and Muff was there. And y'all had a you had a song called "Take a Break." Yes, I remember that we performed that night. And um, I want to say, um, Cat was our DJ. Not Battle Cat, but Bobby. Yes. Bobcat was Bobcat was our DJ that night. Now, let me, so I'm gonna tell you something you don't know. On that night, we was driving because Hot Knot went crazy. Frost, his boss, and he did all this dumb shit. He had on a, lur- a long um, fur coat, and he was high. He was high as a motherfucker. And so, yes. And I told and I and I told him I said, man, you can't you can't introduce us anymore. You that was that was weird what you did, you know. And I'm just talking, and the nigga socked me in my jaw. While I'm driving, and I said, "Motherfucker," and I um, and I backhand him with a fist, and it's, and, he, and he go back, and Marquis, who's with me, who's in the group with me, choked that nigga. So now he's choking him from the back, and then little nigga kicking out, and he's speaking out know taller. Is. And so um, I said, "Open the door! Open the door!" Mark uh, opened his door, and I kick his ass, kick his ass. I'm driving and kicking his ass out the door, and we kick him and kick him, and Mark pushing, and we uh, and, and we we knock him out the door. He's he rolling down the street. We drive to his house because we in because that's on nine thousand uh, uh, sunset, and we uh, we so the nigga rolling down the street. We drive over to his house in Santa Monica, get all our shit out of his house, and drive back to Sacramento. And I never seen him again after that until Club Nouveau uh, was a big group. Yeah, Santa Monica is 12th Street. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. 
But I love Totnet. But you know, but he was the, the, the drugs. And I remember when his brother, when his brother got killed, when the Colombians uh, killed his brother and his girlfriend, and um, that was connected, dude. Yeah. You know, some little street level shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But all hot and yeah, but he that nigga saw me. I said, you, you motherfucker. Bam! And I hit him in the... And so he, his head went up against the thing. When his head went back, Marquis grabbed him by the neck and had him the back when he choked. I said, choke that motherfucker. Kill me. So I'm like... And so... And I'm kicking this motherfucker. I'm going to beat your motherfucker that you fat. I mean, I'm going crazy because I'm so mad. And I'm... And I'm... Yeah. Jay, I'm not your ass. Nah. <laughs> no. Hot not. Hot not got... Um, yeah, Hot Knot got kicked the fuck out of the car. I never seen him. The last time we saw Hot Knot, he was rolling down Sunset Boulevard in that goddamn, uh, in that fur coat. That's what was the last time we saw him. He had a long white fur coat that night. Yeah, he was part-time. Don't be with him. He's from the 70s, believe that. Yeah. So, so, um, I, so I know um, Muff wanted me to talk to you guys about the reversions. So this is how the reversion this is how the reversion clause works. When it, when it reverts back, it reverts back as it is. In other words, let's say you own twenty percent of a song, and Muff own twenty percent of the song. Somebody else owns thirty percent of the song, and somebody else owns another thirty percent. You guys don't get to reconfigure what you own. What you own is reverting back to you. That's all. Yeah, the, the ver- reversion is just a, that, it's just what it calls itself, a reversion. All the saying is whatever ownership you assign to somebody else is now yours again. So basically, we did a co-pub deal with Def Jam. Right, so... Hey, you guys, I got to switch over to another call real quick. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. So you so 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 now you're getting your publishing back. You're getting your portion of your publishing back from Def Jam. Yeah, and me and Muff always split everything fifty-fifty. But it, but it, that so it's not going to be that. It, whatever you own, whatever he owns, is what you're going to own. Is what he's going to own. So if you guys split fifty-fifty, and that's how you guys split it, that's how it will split. It won't change, but if it, but if, and so, um, if you guys split 50-50, um, so if you got more on one song than he did, or if he got more than one than you, you did on a song, that's how it's going to split. In terms of the writers, right? Writing and publishing. Okay, I'm not mad at that. Listen, yeah. man. I'm just happy to be a part of the process. Right. So yeah. So uh, the fact that you guys that you guys did it right and you guys actually filed the paperwork is is what's important. But you but you'll own your publishing. He'll own his. You'll own your writers. He'll own his. The only difference is now you are administering. You're administrating your own writing and publishing. No, I know. And but 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 so so now you can go make an administration deal with somebody. So instead of giving up fifty percent of your publishing, you can say, here I'll I'll, I'll pay you a ten percent um, administration fee. So you continue to own it, and um, and you you charge a ten percent. You're going to get paid ten or fifteen 
percent administration fee, and it shouldn't be no higher than that. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got to remember to remind I mean, me of the story about the girl. Challenge now. Then you can do it. Yeah. Well, I know. I know. And I'm not even, you know, it is what a TI is. And I'm comfortable with it because I know what I did and I know what I didn't do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I know that, you know. So on the reversion, it's going to, it's going to do, it's going to revert back the same way it, it was. It was filed in the beginning. It's just that now uh, Def Jam will not own the publishing. They will not control the publishing. They will not control the administration. They will not. Um, they won't control shit. No. So what I did, my manager set up another publishing company at ASCAP for me, Daryl Pierce Publishing, re-registered, you know, the songs available. I just got an email yesterday mm-hmm. from MLC, if I'm saying it correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, went into the portal, set my shit up. They're mm-hmm. the ones that uh, collect the mechanical right. royalties. Everything to be shipped over has been shipped over, you know, to ASCAP so that ASCAP can notify. Right. I don't know process. Yeah, and but you know, I, I need to speak it through so that you can uh correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. Okay. Um Universal, you know, is gonna be put on blast. You know, the reversion has come in. Mm-hmm. Uh y'all don't own shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, 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 know this: they can challenge you too. No, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. But, but, I, but, if, but I, I, I need to say what I, I want to say okay. before I get into the Q and A of it. Um, okay, do me a favor. Um, I'm going to call you in 20 minutes so I can finish my show. Okay. 
and then and I'll call you in 20 minutes. I'll get Muff because I don't have your number. I'll get Muff and uh, get on, Muff on, and then we'll finish All right. it. All right. All right, All right my brother. Um, the best thing he's doing is he's asking questions. He's asking the right questions. A lot of times, singers and songwriters and producers and you know rappers and stuff they don't they don't understand uh, the business side of songwriting and and how how having a hit record can be the lifeline for you 20 30 40 years from now chubby mm-hmm. checker have one yeah, record what, called the twist huh what group what group is he in he was he was part of the la posse they produced a lot of the Hello, Cool J records. I, um, I need love. I'm bad. Songs like that. They were they were very instrumental in the success of the early success of Hello, Cool J. Okay, so let okay. me tell you after story. So, <clears throat> so this girl, who was a great singer, and you would know her if I said her name. If you and if you didn't know her, you would know her from different entities that she sang backup for because she's bad like that. So she sees me with her deal, and she acts like I'm not there. I mean, like she's she's big now. She's there with her the guy that she that she did the group with, and they both then got brand new. Before I know them before they have a deal. Now that they have a deal, they brand new. So I'm like, wow. And um, and so they 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 got a deal with EMI. They put the record out. The record goes double wood. Would have been a hit if it would have been good, which makes it double wood. So now, one day, um, and I just did the deal for Leon Haywood with Dr. Dre G thing. I do a deal, so Leon Haywood is going to sell me his version of Dr. J's. Dr. Dre's G thing for $50,000, and I'm going to buy it. And so I say, yes, I want to buy it. I'm, I'm going to buy it. I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning, and I feel real fucked up because Leon Haywood, you know, is an older dude who wrote, I want to do something freaky to you, which is where G thing came from. And, mm-hmm. and I said, I'm getting ready to take advantage of this dude. Because nobody really understands sampling and all that shit yet. I, I, and so I'm getting ready to take advantage of the motherfucker. So I wake up the next morning, and I said, Leon, I can't make the deal with you. And he said, why? Man, I need the money. I said, yeah, I know. Let me make a publishing deal for you. Let me make it. Let me go find a publisher, make a deal. I think I can get you $150,000. And just give me 20%. So, and I said, but you're going to own it. You, you will own it. So he lets me go and make the deal. I make the deal for him. I get him $150,000. I take 20%, which means I get 30000 And he gets $120,000, which was $70,000 more than what he wanted. But more importantly, he still to this day owns G-Thing. God rest his soul, his daughter now owns it. So I'm I'm making that deal. 
Hey, Karen Rivera, I'm making that deal when she walks up on me. But now she walks up on me, and I'm sitting there with a guy named Gordon Jones. Uh, God, who else? Uh, uh, D-Rob is, is with me, you know, um, and um, and she walks up and she says hi and she says hi to Gordon she says hi to everybody at the table and then she says hi to me and I keep talking and she says hi to me again and I keep talking I don't acknowledge her at all and then Gordon said hey Jay um, so and so is speaking to you I said what are you talking about and he said. Right there, she's right there. I said, I don't, I don't see anybody. (laughs) 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 Oh my god! Wow, that's kind of like you, six eye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Alvin. So, <laughs> say six eyes. Michael Jackson right there. He said, where? I don't see nobody. <laughs> wow. I've never had, I've never had haters. And if a motherfucker got something, anything to say about me or they want to treat me a certain way, you only get to do it the one time. You get to do it one time. Not two not three, not four, not five, one. And I'm cool with it. And you ain't, and because my peace is more important than anything to me. I told you guys early on, you got to inhale this ride. You've got to inhale this ride because it's not long. I'm a 62-year-old man. I remember when I was 22 like it was yesterday, and it was 40 years ago. If you're over 60 years old, then you know what I'm about to say is true. The day doesn't pass. It speeds. Every day is speeding. Months are like weeks. And years are like months. And so anything that you do to add disruption to you or your world is your fault. Anybody you let in your life 
that have been destructive in any way, form, or fashion, and you and they can apologize to you, and in apology you say okay, and you let them back in, it ain't they fault if they fuck you over. It's your fault because you have a propensity to fuck yourself over, and you got the proof with the invitation you allow back in your space. Now, let me say this other part. Um, I am, uh, I don't hold grudges. I'm, 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 uh, so I don't have to be forgiving because I'm not vengeful or hateful. What I am is private and protective. I'm protective of me and mine. And if I say some shit to you, I mean the shit I say. I'm not a motherfucker that's going to say, if I'm, if I'm with you, and I'm, I'm like, I'm with you, I'm down with you, John Beckman is a friend of mine. So it don't have to be perfect. Me and John Beckman don't have every good day. I cuss this nigga out just like he, sometimes he cuss me out. I make him mad like he make me mad. Sometimes John say shit. I tell him, John, that's some racist bullshit you're saying. And John say, Jay, I didn't know that that's what that was. And, and so, and, and so I, don't, I don't call him on bullshit. I don't say, John, that's a motherfucking lie. Because John culturally is a white dude. I'm a black dude. We have different things. Sometimes I may say some shit that, Ron, that, that he said, hey, man, that's not cool. That's what friends do. Or what John would never have happened for me is that I disrespect him or the, or the wife or that I, um, that I go and discuss his business with anybody else. That ain't how I get down. I ain't that dude. And when motherfuckers do that, and they show you and tell you who they are, I don't care who it is, you got to live. You got to say, that's who. That's who you are. I get it. Never let it happen again. I I I don't roll with people based on what color they are. I, I roll with people based on what spirit they are. What's your spirit? All that shit that Ali talk on this show, this is a radio show. Remember that. Ali ain't nothing like that shit. Fred ain't nothing like the shit he talk. I mean, the, the parts of that personality, Fred is a big motherfucker, so, you know, uh, uh you get out of line, Fred might slap the shit out of you, but not not on purpose. It's just that you out of line and you're scared. Me. And he's a big motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. I've been to Chanel. <laughs> I love Chanel. I've been to our home, and I, I, I'm just, just on the show talking shit. I, I love mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> Reese, Thank you, Jay. Reese is, Reese is an exaggeration of himself. Reese ain't really, ain't really like that. Even if, I mean, he's like that, but not like that to the degree that you said. If you saw Reese in person, you would see that Reese is affable. Because this show is just 
comedy and silliness and exaggeration, and, and it's interesting as well. It, we, it, it's all that shit because all these motherfuckers are that. <laughs> But it's the spirit that I'm attracted to, you know. If Ali was really that mean and that nasty, he wouldn't be on this show. If Reese was really that crass and and, and uh, disrespectful and all, he wouldn't be on this show. And it don't it don't mean that different personalities don't mix or match better than with others. John Beckman said, we all talk shit here, but off the air, totally different story. I have the pleasant conversation with all I talk to here on the phone and vice versa. Jeff Carlin said, Ali is a fantastic dude because Jeff and Ali, they talk off the air. John and Ali talk off the air. All I'm saying is there's a responsibility that you have to the energy that's in your life, and it's just some chaotic, mean, disrespectful, disgusting energy in your life, it's because you are uh, disgusting, uh, uh, messy, fucked up motherfuckers, just like the energy. And then you got to tell yourself, God damn, no wonder why this fucked up energy is around me. I'm it. And then you either dive deeper into it or you divorce yourself from it, but you fix it. You say, I don't want to be that shit. I'm better than that. I don't like it. That's how, that's how the tipsy rolls. So, um, so I don't know haters. And I know how to make a motherfucker disappear, for real, and never exist in my life. And that's why I really enjoy the ride. I really enjoy my life and being alive, and I find all of it just really interesting. As a 62-year-old man, I'm still young and vibrant. I'm, I'm really happy about the possibilities. I don't know the will never make it syndrome, that's out there. I know it's out there. I know that the will never make it are, are going to come in and, and talk shit. Reese is the will never make it, but his spirit is really good. But the motherfucker will tell you everything. If he was here right now, he'd tell you all the shit that's going to happen to Fannie Willis because he got it. And when it gets to be too much, I'll put a motherfucker on mute and say, that's why your dumb ass is on mute. Here comes Smitchy's murder. Hello, Smitchy. Brother, you well, say good morning. morning. <laughs> do you want gift? Do you want wonderful. do you want a gift or do you want the money? Be honest. Oh God, I figured uh, he just moved on from that. Um, neither. Neither. She don't want shit. Asking. Yeah. That's a damn shame. Now, how you don't want nothing? Well, okay. I want. All right. I want something. I want something. Warning. 
Warning! Bullshitter alert! Bullshitter alert! Warning! Warning! Bullshitter alert! Bullshitter alert! Warning! Bullshitter alert! Wow. Well, Kings in the morning. Because you, you're so full of shit, you're going to go to hell. No, I'm, I, I really, well, you're you going to go to hell, you don't, if you don't fix that right now, you're going to hell. So, okay, look, you asked me, do I want the money or do I want the gift? Or gift. Because it's Valentine's Day. Which do you want? I want to go do something fun. Okay, that's the gift then. You want the gift? That's the okay. gift. Yeah. Mhm. No good. Okay. Six eyes gonna take you. Six eyes gonna take you for a walk. <laughs> Cuddles. You know, why? Why is this fuck with six eyes? There, six eyes kill me, motherfucker, on the planet. <laughs> and, and this is how I get through. Why? Why you gonna say? You know, six eyes is blind. Why would six eyes take her for a walk? Because wow. he got a sight. He got a sight to see. <laughs> you know what, Ali? I'm, I'm, doing, I'm making a song about you today. It ain't gonna be nice. Help me, Lord. Wow. That's fucked up. That's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, um, so, 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 Smitchy Smurf, you want? No. You want the gift? I want to go do something fun, but you don't even know what fun gift. is. That's you don't gift. even know. Yes, yes. That's I'll, a I'll, gift. I'll, but, but, okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, don't go wait listen with Ali because you'll be the only one listening. <laughs> what about you, Johnny Davis? Would you, uh, would you prefer money or a gift on Valentine's Day? I would think more of a gift. You you want the gift? Yeah, I'll take a gift. I need some new golf gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, if you want to continue to listen to this show, it's the third hour of power at 10 o'clock. You can call 515-605-9376, 515-605-9376. Seven, six. That's when it gets really wild. Or you can listen on the computer on the J King Network. The T H E the J King Network dot com. Sign up and it's uh it's absolutely free. It takes about thirty seconds. My name is Jay King with Lynn Tolliver, Johnny Graham Cracker Davis, Yusef Kente, Brother Reverend Ali, Cindy Braxton, Reese on the radio, Six Eyes, Mushroom Fred, Big Charles, Chocolate Peach, um, Mary Hopkins. Snitchy Smurf and John Beckman telling you to get busy living because you're going to have enough time dying. We'll see you guys tomorrow, same bad time. Same bad time.
Well, what did she say Valentine's? Hey, Nicole, happy, happy Valentine's uh, Day, Nicole. Yes, um, thank you, you know, too, I said so when I see what you wrote. Thank you. I really don't like the third hour of power on Wednesdays. I was really hoping that Johnny was going to be able to do his wild Wednesdays because today is yeah. Wednesday, you know what I mean? And so, you know, Jay, it, it was only an hour. So if Jay really wanted to hear all this bullshit, he'd rather hear us talk some bullshit than Johnny play a few songs. That's yeah, kind of I, bad. I, I, like, I, I, like, I like the third hour of power, God damn it, and I'm listening. Well, why we can't, well, why we can't run a half hour of Johnny good Wild Wednesday, a half hour on Wednesday, and get back to these niggas talking, Jay? Is that your creative, that's your creative side, right? Well, I'd probably Ollie. fall asleep in that half hour. Man, fuck you, Fred. You, you know, they make y'all feel fuzzy and warm, so I mean, that's... Yeah. Oh, you don't you be talking about shit yesterday. anyway. You, you don't talk and warm shit. Yesterday. Don't forget. <laughs> water boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a water boy. Fuck the, fuck the preacher. And the rap, the water boy, water boy. <laughs> Friends, he's a sick dude, man. I don't know why you keep fucking with me, though. Three, four o'clock, two o'clock in the morning and shit. Well, you called Miles and talked to my grandkids and shit. Then you get on the show and cuss me out, dog. We out. What the fuck's your problem? <laughs> they want to talk to Uncle Ali. I ain't nothing but a kid myself, man. I'm just a kid, you know. I talk. I try to remain that same nigga I was when I was four or five years. I was cutting people's parents out and getting in trouble on my block. Well, you don't. You need to do something with these tone their ass down. Because if you on their level, they still need to wow. yellow ass, just like you said, little banana pudding. Uh-uh, oh yeah, banana pudding. Yeah, they all all the kids love me, man. They all think I'm their age. No matter how old I get, a little baby think I'm a baby. So they just start fucking with me all so on sight. Yeah, as soon as they see me, they zone in. They start fucking with me, uh, making noise. They, they've been doing this shit all my life. Good. Right. Yeah. Right. They You know, so I'm stuck with the kids, man. You know, everybody kids be my kids. That usually means you're a good person. When kids like you, that usually means you're a good person. Well, they be doing too much to me. They be trying to dig in my pockets, taking my money. You know, they do the the same shit to Fred. (laughs) No, these motherfuckers be up over here. They be burping, you know, and then they be on them internets and trying to do slick shit, but they don't know. I'm, I'm relevant. I hang out with the cool cats. They keep me relevant, but I don't like no motherfuckers coming to my house telling me how they ought to seem to talk to my drink. You don't get the fuck up out of here. Just a bitch. Nigga, that's why your car was gone, though. Why was your car gone, though, nigga? You can keep saying oh, wow. that shit. Uh, my car has never left here without my wife. This nigga, you a goddamn lie, Fred. Your brother-in-law stole your car, nigga, and you got and another car, but the battery don't work. work. Fix that other car then, nigga, because you're going to get stuck again. I ain't going to bring my wife in here for you to go to act so stupid. But nigga, your motherfucking ass is stuck. 
look, you, you look, can't go you nowhere. And why you didn't? And why you didn't? Uh, you know what, friends? Fuck you, you again, nigga. nigga why you, you didn't something. call me? How come you didn't call me and tell me that Mama was gone, man? Why you didn't do she that not, for me, man? She's not gone yet, man. In the spirit, man. You know what I mean? I just don't believe it. You know, you remember our last conversation. I seen you write some shit on goddamn motherfucking uh, Facebook. You said mama was gone. You don't be listening when we we be talking on the show. It was like we were talking about Plus State. We did. And so is she, is she, is she, she still here? She says, you want to tell my wife's condolences about all the bullshit here? No, no, I'm good, sir. Yeah, nigga, you, 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 I've been saying it every day. Jay say it. I'll even say it to Nigga Poo, you know, that, that none and fucking said it a hundred times, but you, you never listen. <laughs> wow. All you want to do is talk about fat elephants and how fucked up. Oh. Nigga, so, so, no, that ain't got nothing to do with you calling me on my phone, nigga. I, I talked to Jeff Carlin offline and we got to holler. John Beckman. You know, snitchy poo. I mean, you I ain't gonna even call it that. Nick Nicole, I call Nicole offline, nigga. And you didn't call me and say nothing about Mama going. I've been telling you things to do for, to sing for. I told you to dance for. You must didn't do what I told you to do. I did. We 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 took some music in there and all that stuff and laughed and. We did everything you said to do, man, but when you're 93 years old, I don't want to talk about it, bro. Mm. I really don't want to talk about it right now. Well, you knew you should have called me. That's why I'm going to really fuck you up when I see you, Fred. Well, you, you didn't keep... was going to beat up everybody that weighed over uh, 220. Uh, no, I changed, I changed my mind now. I'm just going to fuck you up. I'm going to leave everybody else alone. Well, Ali, I'm not going to um, well, sweat you. that. I got my back, and if I don't stand there and let you fuck me up at, I don't know how much I weigh now. I'm light. I'm a featherweight. How much, baby? Nigga, you can't move, nigga. I weigh 197, nigga. my wife said. And so, you I'm can't move, that. nigga. I'm light in the sheet. Nigga, you be like, you be like every time. All you gotta do is move Fred to his left, and he gonna trip and fall. Oh, The nigga, the, the nigga don't move to the left that good. <laughs> wow. Just get that nigga to move left. He gonna either trip and fall, or you can crack him with one. Bink up. Mm-hmm. There you go. And, uh, I ain't getting away. I'm not gonna break one of these little fucked up balls. You know, fuck my hip. Uh, all you gotta do. Right on out. <laughs> nigga, I ain't doing nothing. Get that nigga. What did hey. Charles say? Big Charles say he's still living refrigerators with some help. I'm not cutting the grass. <laughs> yeah, nigga. <laughs> I know what to do for you, Fred. Fall. Fuck you. Nigga, catch your motherfucking ass. ass. Catch you with a... All you got to do... You can, tell how, what? you can tell how that nigga stands. He ain't here for you, nigga. I think he's still here. 
He ain't here for you. You don't know who's here. You always talking about somebody here, Nicole. <laughs> oh, doggone it. Okay, okay, okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I you shut your ass up. I'm, you came late. Yes. Nigga, you don't know who's here. You ain't a king. Why don't you shut up? You, you know, stay on the queen show. Speak your damn the water. nurse, the compassionate. I've been here. Uh, I've been yeah. here the entire time. You I ain't been here for shit. Work. You don't even know what present you want or if you want the money. You can't figure it out. <laughs> I did figure Just it out, but I got the VSA button. Water, water, distilled water. From distilled fucking water. <laughs> You know what? That's a beautiful gift. That's the gift of life. <laughs> yes. Nicole. Yes. If I bought you a yes, helicopter pad, how may I help you? If I bought you a helicopter pad to land your chopper <laughs> on, would you use it? Well, I mean, that's quite generous of you. I, I saw that you you thought that I would uh, appreciate that. So. Um, no, 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 <laughs> don't, let really don't, don't let his ass go. Don't let your previous employer go. Fuck that. Is it a John Deere? <laughs> Is it a John Deere helicopter? No, I said helicopter <laughs> pad. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> well, he's going to give, give you a pad without a fucking helicopter <laughs> in Arizona. <laughs> in fucking Arizona. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, well, I don't know why I got the BSA button. I don't think that was fair, but you know how loud do it. Hold on. Well, you know, you know, you don't. So y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it. See, motherfucker, Snitchy Pooh is button. the helicopter. He just giving her a pass so she can land her ass on it. That's wow. all. <laughs> I'm going to land that on your accounting. You're the motherfucking big-ass helicopter. <laughs> what I do to you? <laughs> what I do to you? <sighs> I, knew, I knew something was up. I said, look, look, up in the sky. Who is it? It's Snitchy Poo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always nice to arrive in comfort. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think what he's saying... I think what he's saying oh, is God. that you're a helicopter mom. Right. <laughs> that was the joke. I was trying to avoid six eyes. Hold on, how y'all gonna do that to her? On, he's right on here. Valentine's Day and six eyes right isn't here. there. Oh, with, no, no, she's red. With the roll, the fucking flowers, some braille, dipping chips and shit. Well, I heard, didn't I hear Ali say that you were going to take the time for a walk? You were just going to take her um, for a walk for Valentine's well, Day? Well, I don't know. That sounds like sounds like Six Eyes is uh, left. Um, so you'll have to um, hold your curiosity for tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Well, well, come on, helicopter, make some noise. Shit, but you need some gas. You need some gas, Except for the fact that I am going to work on, I will work on my um, interrupting when um, a Nigga, question is not late. Nigga, you can't work on no shit like that. That That's shit is embedded hard, in you. Work, I, 
That's you got that shit. What did Jay say? Like, you like Jay Switzer's. That shit is embroidered in you. It is quality. First of all, anybody can change, even your evil ass. You just got to decide. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm never going to change. I'm going to always be like this. Matter of fact, uh, I'll be coming to get like five or six. I'm on all the sweatsuits you got. I'm coming to get uh, each one of each in, in about a week, Jay. Do I need to come to you or how do I do it, Pop? Let me know. Did, um, did you want, um, what size are you? Large. But you say the large That's come big, small. so I might be medium. He That's needs a built-in back brace compartment. Hey, Ali, yeah. did the, sweat, Ali, the <laughs> sweatshirt I sent you, did it fit okay? Oh, yeah, how, that, that was a large, though, Doc. That was nice. Okay. That, was, that was nice, okay. John. I wore that motherfucker. I ain't wore the beanie with it yet, but I wore the jacket. Motherfuckers was looking at John me and shit. Always, John always going to let the motherfucker know he sent something. Yeah, he <laughs> did. I like that shit, though. I mean, I ain't got no problem with it. Yeah, John said that ain't shit. Sent my uh, T-shirt or sweatshirt yet. We yeah, he did, right. nigga. It's been on your porch. It's been on your porch for two months, nigga. Oh, no. Amazon delivered it. No, no. Mary, Mary, that's on me. I'm bring, um, I'm bringing it to the office today. That's on me. I just haven't. I have it at my house, and I keep saying I'm a, and I keep, um, and I be misplacing shit. I have to get the orders out. Mary hasn't got it. Oh, no, because I haven't. I'll. She'll have it today, John. I mean, I'm going to send it out today, John. Okay. You know what? That's so fucking bullshit. This motherfucker been telling me I've been sending it out since COVID. Uh, the shipper don't have your size. No, first of all, <laughs> fucking COVID. Nigga, I don't have it. I don't have to get the weight since fucking COVID. Nigga, I am, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a X, I'm a XL, nigga. By now. Shit. Okay. It's COVID. Then you, you. you should be able to. Then you should be able to fit the one I sent you. Uh oh. You told me to give that to the missus, dog. You say give that to the missus. Wait, no, how many what did you get? I got so sweat, so sweat, so white boy. No, I you don't have everything, brother. I got everything. You don't have. You don't have every color. <laughs> I didn't get that hundred dollars. I didn't get the fucking hundred dollars, dude. They hey, fucking Jay. me. Like, no, he's that, fucking you and fucking me, me at that's the same not, time. That's not on me. <laughs> Fred. That's not on me. Fred. Hey, Jay. Jay, quick question. You know for what? Does, uh-huh. Does it come in like a feminine cut or is it just a regular cut? I forgot about well, it. If you had told me, nigga, I would have I done it. You know I'd be doing too much shit, fat boy. Well, you lay off the shit, man. You're acting like biting. You're acting like fucking biting, dude. <laughs> Go ahead. Somebody was asking me a question. This man is President Biden. Does it come in a feminine cut or is it just a I'm going to get fucked up. I'm fucking with a fucking number one rock star. Y'all going to hate me. He's going to have somebody put something in my suit. Hey, Fred. What happened to Frank? Hey, I'm going to be honest. I do have a little Biden on me. I'll be forgetting shit, y'all. I think I did shit. I didn't. Yeah, I got. I, hey, I will Fred. get to it. What's hey, up, Fred, man? Can I, can I ask you a favor, Fred? 
Fred, I'm right there. Sit down. That nigga said that shit. If you if you say anything cruel to me, today, you say any, you say anything cruel to me, motherfucker. No, no, I'm gonna be okay. No, no, no. This I'm gonna I'm gonna be very nice. Sleep on it before you say it, dude. I already slept on it. Here's my question to you. Jay was going to send you $100. He hasn't nope. sent it yet. But I, but I was going to ask you if you wanted, rather than you receive it, can Jay send it to Robert Redwine's Get Better Fund? They can do whatever he wants to do with his $100, but the one that you sent me, that motherfucker better be here. <laughs> I don't see nothing wrong with it. <laughs> see how he turned that around? Yes. Come on, Fred. Send these motherfuckers, they piggyback. All three of them. All you motherfuckers are turning this shit around on me that I didn't took money from a dying man, a blind man, <laughs> all that shit. So fuck y'all. Come on with it. <laughs> Okay, I had a question for Jay before he leaves. Is he still here? Oh, I'm here. Okay, so the what two? So they come in a feminine cut or is it just a unisex cut? So who made me mad yesterday talking about prostate cancer? Who made me mad yesterday talking about prostate cancer and I hung up? Well, Jay was answering my question and I can not hear him. No, they come in, they're men's sizes, uh, Chocolate. They're just men's sizes, or unisex. Thank you. This nigga just calls it chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Fred, Fred, what's your, what's your cash app name? I don't know. Get it when I when I see you. Just just put that. In. No, you can't no, remember shit. No, no, I want it right wow. now. I'm, I'm sending you the money right now because I don't want your faggot ass saying nothing else to me. So what is it? Hold, hold on. It's uh. Fred, send it to Robert Redwine instead. That's what I asked you. I got it. I found it. I found it. Nigga, you got your money right there. I don't want to hear shit else from you. Wow. Fred, I'm just Just like that, John Beckman. Just like that, John Beckman. Wow. You remember how long it took for you to get yours? All right. Because you were talking Fred. shit. I was humble. I was humble. I never, no, had, I never no, mentioned No, you were so humble. You, yeah, you did. I was humble. You just, you just I was humble. I was gracious. And that's how brothers do, John. We don't get on the radio and say, we're going to buy you a mule, a cow, or two slaves and a mule. We just, we just, we just com- moderate. I mean, how you say it? Tricky poo, what word I'm looking for? Grateful. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> I love you, brother. Oh. Baby, we can pay the water bill. <laughs> can we get a donation on fucking catch-up, bud? Can we get a handout? You know, there's been some stressful times coming through here. I think it was New Year's and Christmas, and then people are dying here. I'm trying to work. I'm home. I'm, uh, let me see. What the fuck am I? You're home. You're home. We know you're home. I wanted to say homeless, but I don't never want to be that. That's what the scariest shit, y'all, is being homeless and old and can't take care of yourself or either. 
Yeah, that's that would be fucked up. That would be Fred, mad. Fred, it's funny that you say that. Because my greatest fear is that um I that I run out of money and I won't have anywhere to go. Man. And I mean, end up on the street. No, no, that ain't going to happen. Me, me, that me, ain't going to happen to you. Happen, happen. You always me, got a place me, here. Me, me and Lee was talking about right. that yesterday, and you were brought up in the conversation. And uh, he said, like you said, that he would never be broke, so he's doing everything basically what you're telling him to, but he ain't, you know, you know how he is, but he's listening, bro. He's listening. He's listening. Real estate. That's shoot. I'm always broke. That's my greatest fear. You're that all? one day that that the world. Well, get, the, yeah, you know you what? Think three, about you this, three John. great kids. Yeah, but think about, I'm just telling you what. But you know, your kids aren't obligated to you. You, they got their own lives. You can't no, impose on them. No, I know. So you know. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't impose myself. On my kids, the same way I wouldn't impose myself on my friends. I, you know, I would. Um, you gotta, you gotta, shit, you gotta. But just imagine. I want you guys to imagine this for a minute. I'm mean, gonna maybe we'll talk about it on King of the Morning tomorrow. Everything yeah. is right for you. As the world sits, everything is perfect. The world is in your favor. And then one day, you know, I can say the Donald Trump thing happened, where all of a sudden, you know, the, um, America turned upside down. And so money had up. no value. The whole thing. So your whole system, the whole system that you based your life on, blow up. What you gonna do? How you? How are you gonna? You know, gonna um, change? And, and and you know, and to the new world. So, well, I guess we find out who our true friends and families were. Well, no, and, because and they would, the, because they too, because they would be. They I know would be we're, under the we're, same, we'd all be in the same same situation. I know. Yeah. But you but you got to so get be, together and try to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, every yeah. every every yeah. skill you have within you, every every talent you have within you is still with you. And just think about this. So now there's no leadership. So based on where you are, who becomes the leader? Is it the strongest guy? Is it the guy? Is the is it the guy that's the the meanest, the, the bully? Is I it think the it's thinker? the common sense people. I mean, I mean, we would think sense. that, right? But yeah. how do we know? How do we know? Maybe the maybe the strong guy is a bully and got everybody scared. I mean, it's, it's, you know, these are things that I think about. What happens to the world? What what do you become in the world? No, they're, they're, obviously that would be the worst case scenario ever to happen to anybody. Yeah, but so it's easy to live in the best case scenarios. Right. The challenge is to live in the worst case scenarios. Right. How do you... How do you function? So let me just you let, know me, that's let, me, let me go back. You're right, Jake. Oh, can't John, be a leader. I, I, John, I gotta I gotta go back because I told a lie. 
I said that um, my greatest fear was that I um, that used to be my greatest fear. It's not. It's not anymore. I don't. I, I know that I would survive, no matter what. That I would um, that I can reconfigure myself at all times. But that used to be my greatest fear until I really started knowing me and just really, you know, exploring myself. And I think that that's what that's what the, that's what a real beauty and value is when it comes to being alive. Exploring and knowing yourself. You know, you know, Jay, it's funny you say that because my uh, one of my wives who passed away, uh, she her father kind of took care of his brother, and they were kind of like the same age, elderly. But uh, the the wife's father at the time had money to like be put into a nursing home or a care facility. But the other brother was poor, didn't have anything. And then they put him in like a state-run type home. So we would go visit the two, and it was like night and day. And that, and that's when the fear got into me about, oh, my God, which one of these two would I rather be? Obviously, I'd rather be the one that had the money that could be in a nice place. And then I went to the uh, the uncle that lived in a state-run place, and it was the most disgusting place I ever saw in my life. And when you walked in, you could just smell urine. And this was the government taking care of this veteran. And I thought, oh, my God, this would be my biggest fear. if this Because I don't have kids. And uh, I was thinking, oh, my Lord. And that shit really hit home. <laughs> John, they let their brother go into a home like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know why the maybe the brother didn't have enough to take. You know, because uh, nursing homes aren't cheap, I guess. And um, it, it was just what they went through. It was just what they what they, what it was. Hey, John. John, you could come live with me. Well, no, I appreciate that, and I have uh, I have siblings I can count on if they're li- if I if I don't outlive well, them. Well, wait, wait, wait one motherfucking minute. You said that. <laughs> wait a goddamn minute, John. I don't know how old you are or what your health conditions are. Now, this motherfucker said that I didn't have to worry about nothing in life. He said you ain't got to just make sure you ain't worried about Val and Jerry now, and I'll I'll make sure that you get white and clean, and your Social Security check, nigga. Now, I don't know where the fuck this John Beckman motherfucker going to sleep. <laughs> well, I'm so, Brad, Brad, I got a couple of houses. Right. Motherfucker, you, don't, you, can't, you can't sleep in every fucking bedroom. Goddamn. That's a lie. That's a goddamn yeah. lie. <laughs> and when you're in your 80s or mid-80s, how much do you really need other than a place to... You know, have a place over your head and some food. Right, right, right. That's crazy. In their highfalutin vehicle. Someone's getting in their highfalutin vehicle. I hear it. It's 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 amazing because you know that's my. I mean, my biggest. Well, I know that it has to be. I I know I'll leave here this house. I know that I want to be in a a elderly community just for one bedroom. 
that give me, you know, shuffleboard and that kind of shit. I want my car over there on the side, covered up, so if I want to go. But I would use their transportation and go back and forth to the fucking doctor in one of those uh, that's hooked up to my health care. But you're that's not talking assisted living, right? You're talking independent living? Well, with assisted, that would be for, like, when I bend over and I get dizzy. You know, somebody just go up under the bed and clean up under there and dust and shit like that. Just, you know, make sure I'm putting my medicine out right, you know. And that's it. I don't even, I don't need no square footage and all that uh, uh, beautiful scenery in the lake and all down the pathway and blowers. And I got that. I want to be bare minimum. Where you ain't tripping over the throw rug. Bare minimum, but at least decent. At least a decent place. Yeah, like not all. Right. You know, where the, yeah. where the, clo- where, 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 where the uh, curtains are all closed up and gloomy and shit. You know? I could li- you know, I, I could live, I've lived in a studio. I could live in a studio when I'm elderly. I would have no issue with that. I just don't yeah. want to be in a nursing home where it just is so depressing. I mean, when I walked in there to visit them, I was just like, oh, my God. It was just so depressing. And I felt so bad for the for the fella. Right. Well, John, uh, I don't know if you remember me saying that we, we went to the nursing home, and she, she came here a couple of months ago after she had failed. And so once she had a surgery, she was in the nursing home before she could start her rehab. And every time I went out there, any time of the day, she was wet, confused, and the bill, oh, I mean, wow. it felt like it was hollow in there. And yeah. I, me and my exactly. wife, you know, I would get up early and go. She would get up late and go. I'd get up in her early and go, get the newspaper, the coffee, and check on her. And But she's always wet and confused. So we brought her home, man. And I think that was the most beautifulest thing Ever, and I, I, I really thank God. I really appreciate that. I got a chance to experience that. You know, that's part of life. You know, but I would. I don't. I don't. My wishes is, I don't want nobody to take me home with them or come into my home. I don't want to be a burden, man. Let me tell you something. When you're hurting and you're sick. And you say things around the person, you know, uh, you, you know, they, if a man could get up and walk, he would get up and walk. Now, if he didn't made a little, he might, might smell a little bad or he wants this, he wants that, that's not, I think some, I, I could have that right to say it. I don't want my wife sat around talking about, mm, you stink. And that's what they right. do, even though, even at the church. I don't want this to be nobody's burden. But now, he, he say you're going to be somebody's burden over there or either you're here. And, I mean, basically that's the way it is. You, you can't plan it. And so right now what we need to do is man, eat healthy, stop the fucking beers, the drinking, and then we, we're going to be pissing and shitting all over ourselves and living disgusting. Basically, I, you know, mm-hmm. you know, mother-in-law, she just went to, I mean, just stopped eating and went on out, on up out of here. But he was, you remember you were talking about your mom or somebody had Alzheimer? She just, she forgot how to eat. She didn't want to eat. And she's 93. Come on. Right. 
you know. So everybody's situation is different, and, and the way that we judge, yeah. the way that we sit back and judge, well, um, I would have brought it home with me. Well, some people don't, don't don't have the patience to deal with that. Some people don't have what we have. It's, it's good that we were able to do that. Humbly thank No, you're right. You're right. Not everybody. I, I, I couldn't. I sometimes couldn't it's not having. Sometimes it's not having the patience. It's that you don't have the strength and means. Yeah. Because yeah. I had to put my mom in a home because I didn't know just and I couldn't. She was really heavy, so like she would fall and I couldn't pick her up. So right. I just didn't have yeah. the strength or the money because I had to keep working to take care of her twenty four seven. And my brother, oh, yeah, it's, it's different for everybody, and finances definitely yeah. plays a role in it. And um, my mom was top heavy, boy. I mean, I couldn't carry her. You know, I could, you know, I just couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't do it. My, I, I hurt myself. I was, and I tried. And I tried. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say, this little tan soup we wear around here plus all the day? Plus, she was spicy. She liked to fight. Oh, okay. She, she had dementia? The whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I was here One time she called yeah. me to tell me that I'm, in, that I'm sitting in front of her with a gun, pointing a gun at her. I'm like, how am I sitting in front of you, pointing a gun at you, and I'm on the phone with you? You just called me. Right. I don't know, but I know what you're up to. You try to kill me, and I'm like... No, I'm not, Mom. And then I went to her house and she threw a knife at me. Oh, wow. You know, what I had to learn with my mom when she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and um, I had to I had to just, I just, it was just like a natural thing that I just kind of agreed with her, no matter what kind of crazy thing she was saying. Because at first I'm like, what are you talking? You know, I, I, try, to, I try to reason with her, and there was no reasoning. You know, and so I just finally just said, okay, I'm just going to agree and shake my, nod my head. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. You're right. You know, Mm -hmm. and that way you wouldn't get them worked up. Right. Right. You just kind of agree no matter what the stupid conversation was. And then you just kind of go on to something else and maybe get her a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or a piece of pie or whatever. Move on. You don't just keep on yeah, saying the same thing, and you know, and you know a person don't understand shit that's coming out of your mouth. Right. So I can't say to her, "Mom, what the hell are you talking about? You sound crazy." <laughs> well, now, I, now I'm exacerbating the issue by doing that. You know, because she has uh, Alzheimer's. Right. Worst thing I could suck could have said is, "You sound crazy." You know. Yeah. How, how's your uh, how's your neighbor? Uh, your young lad over there by you. How's he doing? Me? Your neighbor, the young gentleman that you were going to... Uh... What is uh, Well, I I have several of them. Um, I'm not sure which one I'm you're referring I'm talking about the young gentleman that talks to you, and I told you to befriend him. You said he lost his sister, his dad, or something, and you had took him oh, a his, to oh, his, his Oh, his daughter. Yeah, his 11-year-old, you know, she was born with half a heart, and she died at 11 years old, and ugh, that was terrible. But now he's doing well, and uh, the, the brother, uh, 
he got thrown out of school, but now he's back in school. He's getting his he's getting his shit together. So no, they're they're doing well. They're doing well. They're doing okay. Went to a hockey game with him uh, a couple weeks ago, by the way. So it was nice to go spend some time yeah. with him. That's good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that dementia and Alzheimer's is tough. It it definitely is tough. And um, what I what I found out just you know things that they love to do, and they remember like a lot of the past, but it depends on where it hits. You know your frontal lobe, you know. But a lot of stuff like yesterday they wouldn't remember, but they could tell you something that happened twenty, thirty years ago. Right, right. You know. No, it's crazy. My grandmother, my 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 dad's mom. I took care of her. She lived with us. Mm-hmm. It was my dad, myself, and my grandmother, and we had to finally mm-hmm. put her in a nursing home because I would come home every day from lunch and and make her lunch. And sometimes I'd find her falling down, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. "Oh boy," you know. And one day she hit her head on the bathroom tub getting off the toilet. I was like, "Ay ay ay," uh, but. Uh, Man, it was, it's just uh, she could remember, you know. And I was—I didn't have a girlfriend at the time. I was in my early twenties, taking care of her. But uh, mm-hmm. she would say, uh, "Oh, you know, what's her name called you?" And I'd say, "Like, okay, uh, who's what's her?" Well, that girl that you that you were talking to, and I, well, I was probably talking to ten girls. But so she couldn't remember like which girl called or couldn't write a message. And uh, so I had no idea what she was talking about. And the, but then the next sentence she would say, you know, when I was a little girl, Johnny, um, I used to play with Abe Lincoln's granddaughter. She'd come pick me up because my grandmother was born in 1889. And uh, mm. she'd say, she'd say, uh, oh, uh, yeah, Abe's, Abe's granddaughter would come by in the horse and buggy and pick me up at the house and we'd go play for the day. And I thought these were fascinating stories to hear, which they were. But it was just crazy how she could remember that, but not like you said, uh, somebody who called on a telephone. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it was just the damnedest thing. But eventually, we had to put her in a nursing home because it was just too much to take care of her. Yeah. I can't believe that. You know, leave it up to the professionals, which, you know, I mean, health care and everything else, nobody's going to treat you fairly. But somebody that I would think that somebody that's getting paid not to take it personal for you to sit there and say, give me water, give me water, give me water, it wouldn't irritate them. Or, you know, there's so much that goes along. It's a, it's a stressful job dealing with an oh individual that has a mental. Yeah. you got to have every, a mindset. Right. I give these healthcare workers all the credit in the world, man. That's not an easy job these people do. I know. I just passed. I just passed all my tests, so I'm cool now. Are you a healthcare worker? Yeah. Wow. Good job. Oh, wow. Johnny. I didn't know that. Congratulations. Congratulations. Good job. Keep up the good work. You know, I that's, try. That's tough. That's it's tough hard work. to tell. And I know you probably you probably get friendly with some of these people, and when they eventually move on, it's like, wow, you miss them. I can imagine. You know, because people would come take care of my grandmother, and they would, oh, I love your grandmother. She's so funny. You know, and then, well, and 
when she came but by, I told her, you know, like I'm cheating them, though. Yeah. Well, okay. Why is that? Why do you feel that? Because uh, I'm a healthcare worker, but I take care of my son. You know, he's mm-hmm. special needs. Mm-hmm. So oh, I, I didn't know do that. it myself and have other people come in. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pretty good money, too. Okay. Well, I remember, yeah, my grandmother, we, I mean, she had money, but all of a sudden that checkbook was going down and down and down when my dad and I would have health care workers come in and tend to her from time to time. You know, always writing a check, always writing a check, and all of a sudden that bank account starts dwindling. And it's like, man. Hmm, yeah, I'm, I'm paid from the state, though. Yeah, we did private, so... As best we could. Since I'm licensed, I can go private, but I don't want to deal with other people. So now you just want to tend to your son? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Okay, good for you. Yeah, I have a good friend that I have here in Vegas. Actually, you know, Jay won't remember him, but he came to uh, his concert when Jay had his birthday here. And he's got a special needs son, and he's a news reporter here in town, so I see him on the news every day. But, we, you know, he's good friends, but he, he's, he's got a special needs son that he has to take care of. And I always feel bad, you know. You know I was like, oh, I know you're, you're burdened. You can't, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things I've never dealt with, so I just don't know how to deal with it, you know. A lot of patience. Yeah. Y'all motherfuckers sound like you at a crack cocaine class and shit. Everybody, hi, my name is John. <laughs> hi, John. <laughs> now, Ollie, you would John? you like to join in? <laughs> right. No, no, I, I just came to get credit for the class. I'm going to sneak out. <laughs> <laughs> I did my I did all my classes on Zoom. You did? They got them on Zoom now? Or you got to be present? You got to be on that video? Yep, yep. Damn. Yes, no how joke, old your, man. How old, your, how old your son, Johnny? He just turned 32. Oh, okay. God bless him. God, well, God bless you too, sir. Yeah, he was... He wasn't supposed to live this long, but with God's oh, grace, wow. he's, he's kicking it. He was a uh, he was a twin, and they were born with their heads connected together. And then when oh. when they disconnected them, his brother died. So, oh. but we've had him ever since he was two. Wow. Wow, I have no idea. Is that called a is that called congenial twins? Conjoined, combined, con, conjoined, conjoined, conjoined. Yeah, conjoined. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, I mean, I can see one thing. You know what? Let, let's say it is. I only came, I only came in yeah. on the back. I just caught the the last thing with Johnny saying about his son. And um, that's beautiful, Johnny. 
And this is God yeah. making Johnny pay back all the shit he did to the animal. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Pretty much. <laughs> oh. No, I yeah. mean, wow, God bless you. Johnny yeah. was all about the ass back in the day. He's blowing cats' asses out. <laughs> uh, they, they started fucking with me first. <laughs> so Johnny like took a, the real humane society. <laughs> Johnny, you sound like uh, like Kramer in that TV show Seinfeld when he got in fight with the monkey. He said, well, well the monkey started it first. The monkey started it, Jerry. What was I supposed to do? I had to throw the banana peel at him. <laughs> and he had to go apologize to the monkey. <laughs> But yeah, God bless you for doing that, Johnny. Wow. Well, um, any say less somber thoughts? Anybody see anything interesting? Something that you found humorous? Well, well, nobody asked me, football's over. I got nothing say, to look. Who's that? Go I'm going to say, I want, nobody asked me, but I'm saying I want to get. Oh, that. You want to get? What? I thought he asked you. He didn't ask you? No, <laughs> nobody asked me. Oh, so what, what would you, you, what, I want, what would you we, like? We, we, we don't ask animals what they get on Valentine's Day. Oh, That's why we didn't ask you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> My God, we leave the animals out, but my bad. Too, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I got to go do a bid today on installing a walk-in tub. Oh, nice. oh, nice. Is it for an elderly person? Yeah. 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 See, someday we'll all be there, too. Shit, Johnny, I'm lucky if I can tie my shoelaces anymore. My back is so bad. I might need to have to get a walk-in tub. Damn. Kangaroo Cracker, are they difficult, like, to install, or is it just like installing a, um, a you know, typical bathtub? Uh, no, it's it's a little difficult, and it depends on the space. Oh. You know, because you got to, you know, the plumbing and the drainage is already ran most of the time, mm-hmm. but you might have to change it. And then you got to run uh, electricity. Okay. And what's the electricity used for, Johnny? For, for like the seat? For, for the pump. The door? The pump, oh. the heater. You know, you got the air pumps in there. So it's like a little jacuzzi or something for him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And But it has a door on it? They just, like, close the door after they walk in? Yeah, and the door locks. Okay. I haven't, okay. we haven't picked the tub out yet. Because you got to see what kind of space you're dealing with. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Wow, you, so Johnny, are you are you considered like a handyman or are you a contractor? Yeah. Okay. Wow, you you got multi talents. You're multi talented. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. 
Johnny, can I get a uh, request for Friday's show? Sure. What you need? Well, you, I, you got you got some of that Roy Ayers. Yeah. I was hoping you could play a Don't Stop, Don't Stop the Feeling. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yes, what sir. What time are you on on Fridays? 5 p.m. to 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific oh, okay. Standard Time, right here on the J. King yep. Network. Yep, yeah. Okay. Hey, Johnny, can you play Candyman? Sure. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to be there. See? Mm-hmm. If you if you don't ask, you won't know. Oh, this is true. Right on. Show up. We're going to make you late to the whole show before we play that one, though. I've got to wait till 659. You gonna be like Johnny James gonna play my song? What time is it? He's been on for like a hour and forty five, forty nine minutes now. I better call him to see if he's gonna play it. <laughs> and Johnny, um, if you can play Contusion by Stevie Wonder, that'd be great. Play what? Contusion, Stevie Wonder. Oh, okay, okay. That's one of my favorites. Thank you. I'll probably you throw Phil too. Perry in there too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was right here the other day. Were you here, Johnny, when he was here? Yeah, yeah. I tried to keep the bagging down a little bit, but I had to let off on a few, a few of the groupies, you know. <laughs> wow. Bless your heart. But yeah, I'll work on that today. I, because I was gonna start putting my show together today, so. I guess I'll do a jazz show. Well, right on, Johnny. Yeah, I appreciate you, brother. Like. If my song ain't on the show, Johnny, I'm coming to Spokane, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to play at the first song, so that way you're going to miss it, because you never catch yeah. the first song. Oh, that's a goddamn lie, Johnny. That's all right. I'ma come with that big I'ma come with that big ass bear I put in your motherfucking window the other day. <laughs> oh, I like him. Looking in the kitchen, I like him. Um, so King Grab Cracker, since you're taking requests and it's it's uh, jazz is a genre, how about flight time? Oh yeah, Donald Bird. Yes, please. Gotcha. Thank you. Good. There we go. Fred, okay. do you have a request? Nikki, what you doing? You trying to get your I card remember, back? I remember, Jay, you remember uh, KSKA? <laughs> KSKA used to start off with flight time on their show all the time. What state's that in? Alaska. Oh, Alaska. Hey, Johnny, answer, maybe you can answer this question for me. <clears throat> Why do all, like, the radio and TV stations back east start with a W, and then everything west of I don't know what part of the country it is starts with a K? When was that all created? Uh, that was back in the 70s, but I won a bet with my uh with my, who was that? That was my uh, teacher, my uh, Otto. I had Otto and Body in high school, mm-hmm. and I won a bet with him because you remember Wolfman Jack, right? 
Yeah, yeah. He was like on WNBC or, or you know, he was back in New York, wasn't he? Uh, or no, actually, he was he out was, here. I think he, he was. He was okay. in Baca, California. DJ like from a radio Wano. station from there, and yeah, that okay. radio station call letters was uh, what was that called? XPRS. No, was it Express? Yeah, it was XPRS. What Mexico had to start? This was back they in have the to start family. with it. Everybody else started with a K, but this one started with an X. Okay. And my teacher was telling me that no radio station started with an X. And I was like, nah. So, you know, back then we would record stuff on cassettes. Right. So I recorded a whole show, went to school, played it for him, and I won a grade. He gave me an A for the rest of the semester, so I cut class. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you were smart. Yeah, you were smart. So it says here, following it says here, following a practice inaugurated in 1912, when the federal government first licensed radio stations, beginning in 1921, broadcasting stations have generally been assigned call signs beginning with K when their community when their community of license is located in the west and a W. In the east. So when I when I went down a little bit further, it says here um, the because of the regulations issued by the FCC in the United States, in order to differentiate between different stations, stations with the W in the name are the east of the Mississippi, whereas stations with the K are the west of the Mississippi. Oh, so it's the Mississippi River that's the borderline. That just, yeah, divides it. So now X, I I didn't know about that um, myself. I'm, that sounds like I don't know why the X Mexico, was, was he really in Mexico broadcasting Wolfman Jack, or was he in actually California? It was Baca, California, right on the borderline. It was so maybe he, he played mostly a lot of Mexican uh, Latino music. Oh, okay. I wonder if technically he was in Mexico. I don't know. Well, I mean, California originally is Mexico, but I don't know if it has. I don't know. So it says here, these are also sometimes referred to as an X to the call letters. Mexico assigns call signs beginning with XE or XH to broadcast stations. On November 9, 1972, in Washington, D.C., the United States and Mexico signed an agreement concerning frequency modulation broadcasting in the 87.5 to 108 uh, MHZ megahertz band. So that's a special, I guess that's attributed to or could be attributed to Mex- um, Mexican Radio stations. Mm-hmm. Hey, so, yeah, the only, way, the only way I got that station, though, is I had a, a radio that had, like, eight different bands on it. Had you seen those type of radios before? Yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah let me think about that. Was it almost yeah. like a CB-type radio, but not a CB? 
Right. All yep. those different. Yeah. Yeah, you had different bands. Okay, that's the way I got it. I would go down. And I was in Sacramento. It was kind of hard. It would fade in and out at times. But if we had any kind of overcast, it would come in clear. Wow. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, and I hear and I hear radio stations do better at nighttime as far as their output off of their antennas for some reason. I don't know what it is with nighttime. But could it be they're not competing with some something else interfering with the signal? Because you know. Yeah, and that's, that's what I wanted of, to ask Johnny. Do, do, do does every radio station have to have their own antenna, or can they be shared? By no, they have, you have to have your own. You have to have your own. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's funny. Up here in Idaho, about two weeks ago, somebody just stole an antenna from a radio station. Wow. Really? I mean, that's not a small thing. No, it's huge. They were wondering how long it took them to get it and when, you know. I wonder how people can't even see that being taken down the fucking street. Way coming down <laughs> Down yeah, they would definitely have to have a diesel truck and a flatbed. Yeah. Man, I, I swear, when y'all started talking about that, I knew for sure I was going to hear J. King say, no, 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 no. They don't need an antenna. They can do it on the other. It's a new day now. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, all you need an antenna. <laughs> <laughs> and... If you're if you're pumping too much power out of that antenna, you you can get in trouble. By by what? How, uh, how do they by know? The FCC. The FCC or, will shut you down. They'll tell you to cut it down. Because somehow they're losing money or something. Is that why? I don't know the whole story behind it, but I know if you you can turn it up and down, and if you pump it too much power, they'll they'll tell you. So how the hell does pirate, like when people are out on ships and they do a pirate radio, how the hell do they broadcast? Do they put an antenna on the they, ship? They have a Yeah, they have an antenna on the ship. Oh, okay. Crazy. I'm trying to see if I can look that up. I don't know if I'm asking the right question or not. But I remember there was a movie called Pirate Radio uh, with the, that actor that died from overdosing. Uh, yeah, I think I remember that he, movie too. Wasn't he broadcasting off of a ship? He would go offshore. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, I remember that movie. Philip, Philip Seymour, I think his name was, uh, kind of a pudgy guy, good actor. He played Truman Capote. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember that, that movie, uh, Pirate Radio. Um, there were. I guess it was like an activist group, you know, trying to get their whatever. I don't even know what they played. You know, I I don't remember if it was music or just talk. Hmm, I don't know. But Jay should remember, we used to have fun at Grant. We used to broadcast through the hallways, though. What, using boom boxes? Nah, using the speaker system and a little radio thing we had at Grant back in the day. Oh, over the PA You guys would play music? Yeah. 
<laughs> but they, would they let you do that during classes or was like when periods between periods? Uh, it'd, be, it'd be in between periods and breaks and lunch and all that. Okay. Yeah, it'd be me, Robert Brookins, Sam, Buddha. We'd all have fun in there. Now, and did, was, was that was that considered a class for you guys? Not really. You didn't get credit for it. No, no, not at all. Like I remember being on the switchboard. Um, and, and actually, it's, it still had the plug-in wire um, to connect. It, it was considered a privilege to come and work for free in the office. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Remember those microphones uh, the, uh, the the principal had had the white big white button you had to press down. Yep, press down. And you can do announce. You do announce. Oh, I used to love. I used to have. I used to be on the CB all the time. I had a Screaming Eagle D104. Y'all know what that is? No. I know. That's a microphone. When you talk on the CB, as soon as you cue up, it screams. Huh. D104. D104. It's called a Screaming oh. Eagle. Screaming Eagle. Okay, this is a vintage, um, okay, ecstatic silver eagle. I remember my dad having a CB in his car because when we lived in Jersey and we'd go down to the Jersey Shore for vacation, he could hear the truckers talking about whether there were traffic jams on certain roads. Oh, I'd always have my CB going. Yeah. I was so cold with my CB, I put a speaker in in the front of my grill, <laughs> and every time I'd be driving, I'd be I'd be playing float on, <laughs> Do, doing a hundred down Grand Avenue. <laughs> but those were the fun days. I think that was oh about that was probably about seventy four, seventy five. Wow. Oh that was right at the end of the like the eight, the, the eight track tapes. Remember the eight track tapes in your car? Yep, yep. <laughs> Damn, nineteen seventy four. I was whatever you month that was. You wouldn't even thought of. Look, you just got it. I was in my. I was in. My, I was. I had either just gotten here or I was still in yep. my mama's belly. <laughs> you do you ever remember an eight track tape, Mary? Yeah, my stepdad had um an eight track tape player. Well, so cool. I still got an eight track, and it still works. I, I still know, got I my reel to reel. I got oh about my four reel to reel. Oh works. Lord! <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was kind of funny when I first moved here. I uh, I was playing my reel to reel, and a guy lived across the street. He came over and was talking to me, and he looked at my reel to reel, and he's like, "What is that?" He goes, is that a projector? <laughs> he didn't even know what it was. Right. So I had to explain it and then show him how it works. And these people, these he was kind of amazed. The, the younger generation, they, can, they don't even know how to make a copy on a copy machine. Or send well, it back. 
I, I could say all yeah. my kids know about all the old stuff and know how to work it and everything. Did you guys see the yeah, video cool. online? This It was a couple days ago. This lady came on. I was scrolling through my thing, and she goes, you know, so I had my girlfriend come over the other day, and I, I love lemons, and so I had a bag of lemons from the uh, grocery market in my store because she said she loves to cook with them and put them in her water. And her friend said, to her, well, why do you have them? Why do you buy them from the store? She goes, well, where else am I going to get them? And she points out to the lady's backyard. She goes, you have a lemon tree in your backyard. Why don't you just pick oh, them shit. off the lemon tree? Yeah, she goes, why don't you just pick them off the lemon tree? She goes, I didn't know I could do that. This was a 28-year-old woman making this video. And she was like, am I oh, the only one that idiot. didn't know? Yeah, I'm not the only one that didn't know I can pick a lemon right off of my tree because she thought it had to go through a process. Like if somebody would have to come get them, bring them to some plant, maybe wash them or something like that. She didn't realize why she would just you take want, it right why, why would you even want to put a lemon that needs to be processed in your food? I don't know, but this was the video she made, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. And she was serious. The yeah, only much, thing I, I hate know. about being up here in Washington is we don't have pomegranate trees up here. It's too cold for me, bro. Yeah. That and Chinese plums. Yeah, but you guys grow great apples, don't you? Yeah, we go good good apples, cherries, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I heard the best apples are from Washington State and New York State. New York State mm-hmm. grows some great apples. We got pretty good potatoes, too. Yeah, I can, you know. I'm trying to see they just, potato. Yeah. They just don't grow in Idaho. They grow everywhere. I'm sure California grows them, too. I don't know. Why was Idaho such a famous potato? Why was I never understood that whole Neither have I. thing. You know, you're well, oh, this I, is an Idaho, Idaho potato. I'm like, wait, is that the only place they grow them? <laughs> but I knew, I do know one thing, though. Uh, I like the Walla Walla sweet. Those are onions. Oh, man. And they are that. awesome. Mm. So I, I normally yeah. take a trip down to Walla Walla and buy some all the time. Oh, boy. And onions last a pretty long time in the refrigerator. They can last a while. Unlike apples and shit that go bad and bananas. Well, Uh, the Walla Walla, uh, the Walla Walla onions, you can eat them almost like an apple. Oh, man. And you know you can freeze apples and bananas. Right. Huh? You can freeze all that stuff that goes bad fast. You can freeze bananas, apples, all that stuff. I don't know. They don't. They don't last long around here. Yeah, I've never done that because I'm always like, if I'm out of apple, I, when I go, like I'm going to the store today, I'm going to get bananas and apples. You know, I just never thought of putting them in the freezer because they're always yeah. they always seem to be at the grocery store all year round. Yeah. Well, if you put your banana, you can put your banana in the freezer with the peel on it. Now, your peel is going to turn black, and it's going to look like you wouldn't want it. However, the peel of the banana protects the banana itself, so you would just basically um, 
take it out, cut it, and you can put it in your smoothie. Um, but just before we get, move on, I was going to say about Idaho. It says the soil, clear, clean water, clean air, and climate in Idaho make potatoes superior to any potato grown anywhere else. Summer days hmm. long this, and the Snake River Valley are sunny and warm. Combined with Idaho's cool nights provide ideal climate conditions for the growing and production of potatoes. Now, hmm. of course, you know, this could, this could be, you know, bias because I think this is hyping from it. the Idaho Potato Museum. Yeah, <laughs> so they're, they're hyping it up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure, yeah. but. Where's the Jay when you need the bullshitter alert? <laughs> well, I, well, I know he has it. <laughs> I know he has it. Uh, let's see. Now, hold on a minute. Someone said something about California. Well, I'm sure they have to grow potatoes in California, in that in that Central Valley there. They grow everything well, yeah, there, but don't that, they? I don't that think is. they do. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. Oh. I, but I don't know that. I don't think so. that they do. Let's see. The soil does have to be right in order to – the soil and the climate have to be correct in order to grow certain oh, things. There's certain things that oh, are Here come gone. this motherfucker. Oh, God. Here comes this bitch. Oh, oh, my God. The doctor's back, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the doctor's in here drinking her smoothie. <laughs> enjoy that, sister. This is delicious. What did you put in it, if, if you don't mind my asking? Bananas, strawberries, blueberries, um, crushed, just crushed peanuts, like peanut butter and um, almond milk. Yeah, indeed oh, yeah. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you, wish I, you wish I was sucking on them nuts. Those are the two special <laughs> ingredients. <laughs> Let's cut them, sell it. Um, so it says here in California, there's some kind of um, Burbank potato, the russet Burbank, hmm. and the white and the white rose potato. Burbank potato. Yeah, I've never heard Burbank. of a white rose potato. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I, I think of Burbank. Uh, I think of a big city. That's a no new stuff land. to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they got they got they got some good potatoes in California. Now, don't get it twisted. You know, you just gotta know which ones to eat, though. The motherfucker sitting out there in that weather like that, spraying all that goddamn chemtrails coming down from the sky on your potatoes. You are gonna have chemtrail <laughs> potatoes? But I don't know. I, I normally eat red potatoes, though. That's my best. Well, just, red, yeah, just, red ones is good. Yeah, those little yeah. red ones. It's 11-11. Yeah, I like those, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, bless you. Love you all. Um, but um, but you wouldn't know cuddles about potatoes because you have to find uh, great ways to make them to supplement your vegan lifestyle, sir. You don't, you so, don't mean that I'm eating potatoes, nigga, so you already lost right there. You didn't flunk the class. <laughs> well, you are a potato head. So please, you don't know please enlighten us about the potatoes. Ali, I got to I got to tell you, man. The other day, my wife got on me about smoking my cigars, right? Yeah. So she looked at me and said, "You need to stop." I said, "This is a vegan cigar." <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. 
This is a vegan wow. cigar, gal. Back on now. What'd she say then? Mm-hmm. Vegan she cigar. Start laughing. She started laughing. I know she did. Wow. I dipped it in some olive oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. The vegan cigar. Vegan Johnny, cigar. does she let you smoke inside or you have to smoke it outside? No, I got to go outside into the garage. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> what about you, John? You get to smoke inside? Well, yeah, it's just Donna and I. But I always have the you door open. fucking up the goddamn walls, John. You just got yeah, your house. Not you don't fucking it up. Don't house at all. Don't outside, John. I'm looking at my kitchen now. It still looks nice and white. It ain't going to look nice and white. You keep smoking in the goddamn house, John. <laughs> I know. I know. No, but you, you got to smoke outside, bro. Don't smoke in the crib. He's a miser, and a, huh? And another <laughs> thing, John, when I, if I go into a house and people want me to paint and they smoke in the house, I charge uh-huh. more to paint the ceiling than I do the walls. I don't blame you because I remember when they took our ceiling out and put a new light fixture in. Oh, my God. When they took the old one out, it was disgusting. I couldn't believe what I saw. Well, I think you can believe it because you're still smoking in the house, Necro. I know. I know. I know. Hey, I'm a fuck up. I know. First to admit it. Why are you over there fucking up, John? Well, because I have no damn sense, evidently. Now I'm sitting outside. You guys are making me feel bad. I'm sitting outside now. Good. Go outside. <laughs> Don't smoke in the house no more, John. If I catch you smoking in the house, we're going to come get that ass. We're going to come put something on that ass, John. <laughs> tell them it's okay. John, tell them it's okay that they all vegan. It ain't, yeah. The smoke ain't going to be there long. <laughs> no. Let me look at the ingredients, and I'll be the judge of that, nigga. You know, when we first had the kitchen redone, the whole thing redone, we said, let's smoke outside. That lasted about a day. And then we said, okay, we'll have a couple inside. And then it just, you know, just morphed back to the inside. No, man. You can't do that to yourself, man. It's not good. No, I know. We spent $100,000 on this new redecoration. So you can fuck it all off. What did you have done? Oh, my God, Johnny, we had the whole kitchen taken out, all new uh, cabinets put in, all new flooring, all new uh, countertops, all mm-hmm. new uh, lighting, put in the recessed lighting, uh, had, had it painted, the whole thing was painted, and not just the kitchen, but the whole house. And, yeah, see, uh, we just did a whole a job like that not too long ago. But uh, oh and Johnny, we we I didn't realize how many windows I counted the windows in the house. You, I, we have twenty eight windows, and we had all new tinted windows put in. Mm. Because the old one is thirty years old, and they didn't come with much of a you know of a frame on it. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, you over there, fuck it. You over there. They all fucked up now though, because you didn't one cigarette to fuck up the whole job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. All right, you, you made me feel bad enough. I'm sitting outside already. 
Okay, let me tell you what to do, John. You know, you know. Let me tell you what to do because I know you. You know, you're gonna do what you want to do. Just make you guys a smoke room with a window and a, some kind of a fan or ox or something in that motherfucker where you could air it out. Well, that's what I do. Don't, that's what I do in the kitchen. You I got a smoke room? No, not the kitchen. Not the living room. Motherfucker, go out in the room, nigga, in the laundry room somewhere, nigga. Get out the goddamn. Go somewhere else. Smoke in the bathroom. Smoke in the bathroom and open up the windows. I need a new walk-in tub anyway, so Johnny, come on down. Give us a new walk-in yeah, tub. Johnny will help you, but you can, if you're smoking, he's going to charge you more. Mm-hmm. I, I heard him. Yeah, just stay in one room, John. You and, you and, you and Donna stay in one I room. Do so. I never smoke upstairs. I never do that. I, I didn't that. say I upstairs. I said a room, <laughs> not a living room. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. Why not the garage? Well, I, 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 that's as good as smoking outside. John ain't going to do know. shit we saying. We just wasting our motherfucking breath talking to John about this no, shit. No, he made me feel bad. I did go out. I you know, bet you you go to John and you go visit John, you're going to come out smelling like cigarettes and you ain't even smoked a cigarette. <laughs> that's how you do his friends and shit. You go, how do you smell like you, your hair smell like cigarettes? Really? I don't smoke. <laughs> Damn, I was over there fucking with, I was over there fucking with Uncle John. He got motherfucking smelling like a motherfucking Cools and a Virginia Slim. Oh, God. <laughs> Not a Virginia Slim. That is what Don smoked. That's what John said Slim. about about Quentin. Feel yeah. so like feel so yeah, like I, uh, I hugged weed. I hugged Yusef. I came home smoking like smelling like weed for three days. <laughs> wow. Wow. But that's all right. Donna smokes her weed, so I don't mind the smell of weed. I just don't do it. I think today is one of those mellow days. Is anyone else feeling that way? Like today's just... Yeah, I, I think it's a mellow really cool. day. I think you should go on your porch and smoke you a joint, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go out to your new uh, helicopter pad. Oh, Lord. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> I don't understand why you would shoot me, but it's okay. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think, uh, I don't think I should smoke weed. I don't think so. I don't think that's a good idea. I'm silly enough without it. it. I can only imagine. No. Have you ever smoked No. I thought about um, trying a gummy, maybe. Maybe I tried one of those. Oh, don't do that, Nicole. Don't do that. We had Thanksgiving here one year, and somebody gave me two gummies, Donna's girlfriend. I had two gummies. I was sitting out in the patio for three hours. I didn't know where I was. I mean that was the most that was the most stepped up thing. Those gummies? No, never, never. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how you got fucked up off the gummies because they ain't even got that many milligrams of THC in it. Well, so how you it up? might have been it, homemade. It, it, it had fucking something in it. I'm telling you that because I don't sit out in the patio for three hours wondering where I am. 
Well, she must have had some infused. She must have had some infused gummies. She went and got those done herself. <laughs> you were I don't like know one. You were it was the worst thing ever. Not to. Oh. Yeah, well, I was. It was like having much. a. Uh, it was like having a juju thing. You know those those soft things. <laughs> a juju fruit. Because I'm looking for now. I'm looking for some of them now, cause shit. Cause if I can get some of them, nigga, I don't have to smoke no weed. I'd rather chew on it. Yeah, well, that's why I took it, cause everybody else was smoking. But she says, "Hey, I got some of these gummies." I said, "Okay, I'll try one of those." And man, <laughs> I was fucked up. Because these companies out on the daily, these motherfuckers got the chewies and the liquid form of TAC, which is safer on the body. But they ain't got enough THC in it to make a motherfucker want to, you know, go get it. So you want to you want a drink and a gummy that's like a joint. You know what I mean? You, you, you bite on it, you drink it, you feel good. You don't have to smoke yeah. the shit to fuck your lungs, fuck your lungs up like that. You know. Well, this whatever this yeah. had in it, it was not right. Somebody gave me some gummies, but I'm scared to take them. How much milligrams they got in it? If they're ten milligrams, they ain't gonna even do nothing to you. I don't you know, know how I gotta look at the package. For it to have thirty-two percent THC, it would have to have three hundred milligrams of THC in your product. So that's how you would know. You know. Well, well isn't there a maximum amount even allowed? <laughs> well, that's what they say, but you know. <laughs> If motherfucker trying to save some save, if you're trying to save your lungs, and you want it in another form that's gonna help you save your lungs, it shouldn't be a maximum amount. They should be doing that more so than letting these motherfuckers smoke cartridges and shit. Right, right. Them cartridges, I can't do that shit. I try. Oh my god, that shit made me choke. Now I thought I was gonna die. I was like, oh hell no. Yeah. Didn't I they do away with those? Well, y'all say cartridges. Y'all mean vape, the vape pens? Is that what y'all talking about? Mm-hmm. Yep, I cannot uh, do that. Are they still legal? Hell to the Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are? Mm-hmm. I thought they were trying to do away with them so kids wouldn't have them. No, no, no. They're still legal. I don't know where about nowhere else, but out here in California, they got doctors they smoking vape. A doctor smokes weed vape pen on the way to their car. Wow. Because it's, wow. it's the easiest way. It's the easiest way not to smell like weed. Oh. And not to get the same high as you get when you eat a gummy or eat a cookie or something like that. Because you eat one of them motherfuckers. I've heard people tell me that they be out. They just fucked up. They fucked up. They stuck in the couch, they can't get up. That's why I'm scared to eat that shit, because I don't want to feel like that. I don't like that. Well, but how about the, the old-fashioned way where you can put the marijuana in a, that you're talking about. In, a, in a brownie? Weren't the brownie? Yeah, Are they the still good brownies? Well, yeah, you can still do that, that's the same thing as eating it. It's just called an edible. It's the same shit. You still, it's feeling like you stuck in the fucking couch. You can't get up. Well, that's what, that was me for three hours that night. That was the worst oh, host. I had ten people here. I didn't even talk to anybody. I was so fucked up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh know. God, you were sitting around like a fucking decorative item. <laughs> I was. 
Ali, I ran across a a medicine that cleans your lungs out. It's called mullein leaf. Oh, yeah, I know about the mullein leaf, yeah. Yeah. What is that? Well, I I get it in a liquid form, and I mix it in with my coffee or tea. That's the best way. That's the best way to use it. Yeah, it cleans your lungs. Did you did you did you cough and what is how does it clean your lungs? Are you coughing the shit up? Yeah, yeah. So, so do you eventually like, like are you spitting stuff out? out? Yeah, it all comes up, especially when you're sick or whatever. M-U-L-L-E-I-N. Yep, that's it. When I had stopped smoking, I remember when I stopped smoking cigarettes, man, I was calling up fucking brown shit. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, but I use that. I use mullein and I use uh, peppermint, uh, liquid peppermint. Huh. Combined King Graham Cracker? Yep. So you swallow the stuff. You just you, you just don't gargle it. You swallow it. No, it's in liquid form and it comes in drops. Right. It has a little drop bottle. So I put like okay. about fourteen drops in my coffee of each. Okay, okay. So you don't drink it plain. You put okay. I drink. No, you can you good. can if you want, but the taste of it really ain't too exciting. Okay. Now. But, when you say I, coffee, like King I, I, Graham Cracker, you you know you love 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 your coffee. Every cup of coffee or your morning coffee? No, just I. Uh, if I'm not feeling too well, I'll do it three times a day. But normally I'll do it twice in the morning and in the evening. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Thank you for that. So I I drink Gatorade, Johnny. Okay, so where, where, Gatorade? where where Yeah, you can put it go? in anything. Okay. Ali, where you at? Oh, you finally want some of these nuts? You finally want some of these nuts, girl? Mm-hmm. No, Daddy, I want to tell you about these gummies. <laughs> no, I can't fuck with the edibles. Like I was saying, I I had a chocolate chip cookie, and I, I ate half, no I ate half of it, and I woke hold, up hold about three o'clock in the morning staring at the damn wall hold for on. about two, two the, three hours. What the package says. Okay, I'll leave this. Uh, what okay. the package says. Okay, what the milligrams say? Well, hold on. It says 420 milligrams per gummy, but this is what it says. It says THC-A, THC-P, and then it looks like a triangle and a nine. So you got 400 milligrams in one gummy, so uh, in one gummy, 400 milligrams of THC? It says THC-A. THC dash P like in Paul, right? And comma, and then there's a like a triangle and a nine. I'm assuming that's delta nine. So so it's 420 milligrams. You said, yeah. In one gummy. Yeah. Okay, so well, that's that's, like, that's, 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 that's like 42%. That should be if, if that's what it is, then it's, that's 42% of THC in that one gummy. So if you, all you need is a half of that. Wow. 
Okay. Yeah, but what do all the other things mean? What is that THC dash A and all that other shit? What does that mean? It's probably uh, the the kind of THC that they put in it. Like all THCs got ain't the same. They got different names and shit. So it's probably different plants. A picture of it. Yeah, it's probably a different plant. The highly educated nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, California, California actually has a weed university. Wow. Most people in California know about all that different shit. I, we don't, yeah. you know, on this side of the world, we don't know about that shit. It's, it's a hey, but the, it's funny, though. It's funny, though, because you in Alabama, we can't get no uh, gummy bears out here with 420 milligrams in one gummy. They won't even sell it to us out here. So y'all, they trying to yeah, kill y'all down there. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, sure. Hell, yeah, they're killing us. I wish, we wish we could get a gummy like that down here. Because everybody has stopped smoking. Well, I don't know where this... I think this came from California. Where did this shit come no, from? No, it didn't. It couldn't have shit. You got to go to... You got to go to a pop-up to get it. You have to go to a pop-up. Well, what's the most milligrams you can get in California? 220? No. Nah, well, you know, with the gummies... Shit, yeah. The gummies be... The gummies be 10... Anywhere from 10 to 30% TAC in them. Oh, okay. And then the and then the liquid drinks have like a hundred milligrams of TAC. So if you want to drink a liquid TAC, you're gonna to have to buy three cans of a hundred milligrams of TAC in this drink, right? But the drink might cost you sixteen dollars a can. Oh, okay, okay. Wow. Maybe that's cheaper than smoking cigarettes, though. Well, yeah, it could be. It could be, you know. But shit, man. They, I bought. I gotta go buy cigarettes today. When I buy four cartons, guess how much I'm paying? Shit, at least a hundred and fifty dollars. Why are you I buying four cartons of cigarettes, bro? How many well, I get, cigarettes I, do you smoke a day? I get. No, no, no. I get two for Donna and two for me. Two cartons each. And how long does that last you? Over a week. So it's about once a week we do it. Damn, anyway, John, you gotta say, you, you ain't gonna, gonna be around no more. About two packs a day. Yeah, you need to leave that shit alone. Oh my God, yeah. Bethany, you gotta calm down, bro. Oh hell, I smoke and you gotta chill. You you gotta. Oh my God, how do you anyway, have enough time in a day to smoke forty fucking cigarettes? Well, I bet well, you if you start me. using this mower, you're gonna be you're gonna day. be coughing up some purple shit. Yeah, yeah, that's why I want to try it. But anyway, four cartons cost me four hundred seventeen dollars. Y'all worrying about him? Y'all worrying about him smoking cigarette packs for four cartons of cigarettes? Let me tell you something. Y'all worry about him smoking cigarettes, and he's sitting around drinking Gatorade full of sodium like a mug, and he ain't sweating that hard. I'm just saying. That by itself is a killer. <laughs> Nobody should be drinking Gatorade unless you out there running a marathon. That's too much sodium for oh. one individual. People need to stop drinking some well, Gatorade I like, like that, like a cold. I like. I drink. I drink one Gatorade a day, and it's for the electrolytes. That's all. Bro, no, it's not. It's full of sodium. Where do you go well, to get your cigarettes, John? You're not getting. You're not getting electrolytes from Gatorade. They're lying to you. Yes. That's false advertising. It's, it's, it's a salt intake. That's what it is. So somebody the somebody runs a marathon. They deplete themselves of salt. That's why, listen, 
That's why at the end of the marathon, they like giving people beer. Because beer has a lot of Stop smoking. But you know yeah, what? This nigga, this nigga, you know what, Big Charles? Ever since the motherfucking 49ers got their ass whipped, you done came back challenging now. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga is back from his old way. If you know Big Charles before they get their ass whooped, and you know Big Charles after they get their ass whooped, he goes back to himself now, back to his challenging way. <laughs> You need to leave King Daddy alone, okay? Leave King Daddy alone. Oh, oh, no, she did. Okay. Oh, Johnny, I, 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 we ain't even talking about We have several smoke shops just around, and so I go uh-huh. to the smoke shop. But now, if I really wanted to be conservative, I could go up to uh, the Indian. It's called Paiute. It's yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. They're they're always cheaper on the Indian reservations. That's yeah, what I was but it would take yeah, me about. You get it would caught coming about, off that Indian reservation with cigarettes, your ass getting a fine. No, that's where they sell them. You're not allowed to that's, take them off of the Indian reservation, John Beckman. You can't do that. My aunt does the same thing in New York. You're not allowed. Well, to. the only thing that's up there is a golf course, and that's why they sell them up there because they're selling them to the people that go play golf. So we're not, you know, so they're not stopping anybody from bringing them back to Vegas. Dang, John, I was looking at a new set of golf clubs the other day. Man, they want a four grand for that thing. I was like, nah, that's all right. Shit, absolutely. John, I can do that in ten weeks. With them <laughs> yeah, if I quit smoking, <laughs> I can buy you some clubs. And for ten weeks, that's all. Just ten weeks. Him and Donna just got to give them up for ten weeks. Yeah, because we're spending four. We're, yeah, we spend about twelve hundred a month on cigarettes. That's insane. No, wait, wait, four. No, about sixteen. No. You, you, do you know that you could put a homeless family up in an apartment for that? I know. Hey, Mary, I have, I have twenty acres of land. I've offered to people on this show. No. <laughs> he so did. He gonna put me on one of them motherfuckers. But I better hurry up and come get it. The way you smoking about the potatoes. I'm gonna have to get the paperwork. You better go grow your own tobacco on that motherfucker. No, we don't want him to do that. We don't want him to do that. We don't. We don't want him to do that. I'm gonna have him get down there and get the paperwork done for my one acre because this nigga smoking too many cigarettes. Right. I'm gonna see you next week, John. I'm going to get down and see you next week, my nigga. You might be all 20 acres if I die. I don't know. I, I can't trust that. I don't know, man, John. You got a lot of I got a lot of family that appear after your, after your demise. You know, I know because when my mama died, here come all these motherfuckers I've never seen before, and none of them had a dime to help me. No, my family's not like that. They're all well-to-do themselves, so they're okay. I'm going to hurry up and get down well, to Vegas. Well-to-do people like more. Yeah. My sister lives in Orlando, Florida. She lives in Ocala, Florida. And she lives on her own airport one day because her her husband has their own his own airplane. That's probably that's probably the girl I'm gonna be fighting with in court if something happened to you about my acre. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you, John. Did they raise the prices of all the hotels just because of the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just reading the paper today. They had record uh, record room rates. 
It's right down here just for Mardi Gras. Yeah. And and next year, and next year when we host the, the Super Bowl, they're going to raise the okay, price again, yeah. too. Matter of fact, yeah, you matter fact the, the price will be next year. Look at, yep, and, and the price will be even higher because Super Bowl is, is in um in February and Trump is in March. Mardi Gras be in yeah. March next year. Right. So they're going right. to have back to back, back to back, um, back to back uh, carnival mess going on. Yeah, yeah, my cousin Charles wanted be, me to come down it, it, to Mardi Gras. It might be some parades going on. It might be some parades going on when they come down here. They might make a festival it, out of my, out of Super Bowl just because of that. Didn't it just start yesterday, though? Did Mardi Gras just start yesterday? No, or it started it last no, Mardi week. Mardi Gras ended. Oh, wow. Yeah, it ended it yesterday. Well, the festival ended it, 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 before that. The first, uh, the, first, the first parade, I think, is done on a trolley by a little small group. And that be, that is the, the beginning um, season of uh, Mardi Gras. Very small. It's like four weeks before Mardi Gras like comes. So that is actually Mardi Gras go for one week. No, the festival is a long festival, but the day is only one day. Mardi oh, Gras is only okay. one day, but there's many festivals and many events that lead to the day of Mardi Gras. And then oh. Mardi Gras has. So look, even though it's. Even if you think about the city the of New Orleans, day is today, right? Um, yeah, but if you think about only the city of New Orleans, does my garden, we're not. So there's there's other events uh, in what we call Jefferson Parish, which we call Fat City, which you, everybody knows as Fat City. Um, that place has a uh, a three weekend that before the week of Mardi Gras, it's called um, Family Gras, where there's entertainment and stuff. There's, I mean, it's a whole bunch of stuff. Like if you if you come like at Friday, there's so much to do. But the problem is down here now is that the rain. If it rains bad on you, it's bound to flood to the hotel. It's crazy now, so you, you be careful when you choose. Yeah, I almost, flew in. I almost flew in there last week, but I changed my mind at the last minute. I was gonna come down and see Confunction again. Uh, hey Charles, so the, day, yeah. the actual day of Mardi Gras today, right? No, yesterday. It's always on Tuesday. It's always the day before Ash Wednesday. Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras is always the day before Ash Wednesday. Always. Got so whenever it. you find okay. Ash Wednesday, Mardi Gras is the day before that. Always. So that's okay. how you find out when so Mardi Gras is. So Fat Tuesday and Mardi Gras are the same thing. Right. That's, yeah. Same thing. Okay. Fat Tuesday and Mardi Gras. Yeah. 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 Always Thank the same you. day. Same thing. Well, but I'm definitely, I'm gonna definitely make it down there next year. So I'll probably be seeing you, Charles, next year. Yep. Let me know. Let me know. Come out. Have you guys met yet? No, nah, but I'll be. No, my, no. One of my brothers just moved down there, and his name is Charles, also. So I'm gonna be staying oh, with him. Nice. You come out and smoke one with me. Come in, come around my party and see where I hang and smoking and have a drink. Many parts, but there's many parts. I don't hang around no hood shit, so you ain't got nothing to worry about that. Nah, we, we don't Giant hang around no hood shit either. Johnny's a hood <laughs> nigga anyway. Don't worry about it. <sighs> wow. Matter of fact, they killed somebody. Three people were shot right before midnight on uh, Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. Oh. Right, by, right by the French quarters. See, that's the problem with, let me tell you something. I tell look, the biggest thing, people are drawn by the French borders. I don't see why. There's no big fascination to me. The only, only fascination I would say 
if somebody give you a, a real tour during the day without the crowd, and you can do that without Mardi Gras, and then you kind of, like, really see some of the historical stuff of, of the French Quarter. So, like, they were supposed to do, um, there's a thing called Pirate Alley. There's different places. There's also uh, a place they were supposed to redo uh, where the uh, the gentlemen got together when they had, say, like, two men had a problem and they wanted to deal with the situation. There was an alley that they went to that they fenced and also bought and sold slaves. So they're supposed to redo a lot. There's, I mean, there's a lot of history in the city. And a lot of people understand that the city was divided in a lot of ways, uh, black and white versus in, in all kind of ways. I mean, it's, you know, people think about um, down here in New Orleans, we had black to old slaves. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know. New Orleans is the main port for slavery. It is, it's just a lot of stuff. And the reason why they call it Crescent City is because of the river itself. So, and, and New Orleans was never really a big place. They just landfilled it after a while, and they landfilled the swamp and kept landfilling swamp, and they grew and they grew and they grew. Yep. So that was a big place, and it's kind of crazy to see place like say where the Superdome was, where New Orleans Superdome is right now. That was a massive grave site, massive grave site. It's crazy. You see, you start understanding it. <clears throat> I don't indulge in Mardi Gras at all. Zero. Zero. I've, I've been tortured through my, my kid years with Mardi Gras. Don't want to do it no more. And look, hey, hey, De- uh, uh, Death Man, the reason why you don't smoke yeah. cigars in the house, cigar smoke is heavier than, than cigarette smoke. When it settles, it settles into everything. Right. Even your clothing. Like, you probably, you look, you'll probably sit clothes out and get cigarette smoke out with no problem. Cigar smoke? No, you can't. Real heavy. No, you can't. Cigar. No, no, you cannot. Cigarette smoke. No, 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 no. Cigarette smoke, that shit will stick to everything. No, I think everything it turns out yellow. Let me tell you let me tell you let me tell you why, Big Charles. Cause out here yeah. in California, they ain't giving these niggas cigarettes. They giving these niggas cigarettes, nigga. <laughs> Cigarellos. <laughs> yeah, cigarello. You said you said you said you said you got El Chapo cigarettes, huh? Oh man. <laughs> they California is big on cancer from smoking. These motherfuckers is making the killing out here, Big Charles. You know what's funny about that, though, Ali? Everywhere you go out here and in any other state, I don't know if they do it in Cali, but if you buy sheets, if you buy blankets, almost anything you buy, there's some California um, restriction on it. There's some restriction to California. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a cold game. They know what they're doing with the killing. <laughs> wow. Yes. 